Emily. Hey, everybody. Nice to see everybody and your beautiful faces. Thank you for joining us on our live delivery of the power of your pain. And I'm excited to talk about this because when these, when I started to put pieces together about the power of how my body was communicating with me, my world changed. It's another language, just like equity. And when you learn to tap into it, when you learn its frequencies, its language and how it's trying to speak to you, you can change things much quicker. So you don't have to stay in the state that you are in for very long. Now, as you know, before we do any divergence class, we always like to do cards. Why? We like to open our crowns and connect a source to bring us in a, a message that we can read at the end of the course that will be the perfect message that we need to hear and see based on where your vibration is right now. And so with that, please, if you don't have cards, feel free to write down the message on a piece of paper. You might not understand the meaning of what is coming through what you're channeling, but nonetheless, it will mean something at the end, if that's your intention. Okay, so here we go. Darren's gonna do his, pick your card, put it to the side, please. This one is your children are watched over by angels. So it's gonna be, you know, talking to those in a parent situation or a mom and dad situation, a guardian situation, anywhere where there's, I would rather, you know what, even, to substitute the word children we can even just say less developed ones because you know what i know a lot of 50 year olds that are equivalent to children intellectually so we can probably just expand on that definition a little bit and we might as well just say everybody is protected herein and everyone who is rising to the occasion everyone who's doing their best here despite the adversity despite the challenges you know again we all face our day-to-day -day grinds our day-to-day -day, you know challenges and then we're throwing all of this stuff on top of it so if you want to dial this in or if you want to bring this into a quick perspective not everyone could do this not everyone is capable not everyone is motivated not everyone is determined or you know not you know a lot of people just don't seem to care about this kind of thing and that's unfortunate because when you don't resonate with something positive, when you don't aspire to be something greater than yourself, pain, pain starts to wiggle in there for some reason, because just like you're leaving the back door open for something else to sneak in. And this pain, again, this is something that is physical, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's psychological, it's, it's all forms of this discomfort or disease. Again, you know, some of the former uh loved ones that have laid a lot of track down in the past again have broken down the word disease right we know where that's all heading so this episode is going to get us right into where we can get into the fixes of some of our current problems so he gave you a little bit of a taster on that on what's coming up and again if you read our intro to this course it is stacked it's loaded this is going to teach you that if you are in any kind of pain, 
that there's some kind of unprocessed trauma, loved ones, emotions, energy in your body. It's not hereditary. It's you. Stop putting yourself inside of that box, which gives you permission not to deal with it. To sit on the sidelines. No more. Your family is not responsible for how you feel. You are. And the quicker we can get you into alignment with this, the less you can stop blaming others. And when you stop blaming others, it makes you hold a mirror now to yourself where the world doesn't have to do it anymore. It doesn't have to be so painful and so disruptive. You can actually hold that mirror up to yourself going, all right, Jody. It's hurting right now on the back of your wings, right here. What's going on? I'm doing too much. I'm fighting the process. I'm not giving myself breaks. Instead of lashing out at everyone, thinking it's their fault that I'm hurting. Mm -mm. That's what the elites wanted you to think. And then they catch you super busy in the game, in the monopoly, in the matrix. You didn't even, we just learned to numb and dumb. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Next paycheck, next paycheck. Why bills are coming. So when we do these kind of courses, loved ones, we're going to get to the bottom of why pain exists. What's it mean? We're going to be talking about pain addicts also known as pain vampires. You are going to be able to see if there are certain pain vampires in your life, or perhaps if you are emulating some of the qualities. We're gonna be talking about how to observe and interpret your pain. We're gonna give you some tools for your toolbox, some gardening aids, so you can Keep pruning and, and nourishing and fertilizing your own garden. We will not do it for you. We're going to give you the tools. And then we have something that's called the five unities of health. And these are five things that Darren and I and Spirit strongly, Divergence strongly recommends to introduce into your diet. We will not be telling you who to buy it from, go do your own research. We're just going to present some very strong evidence today that is going to eye open you, help you see, wow, this was right under our noses and we missed it. Not no more. And so with that, we are going to move into why does pain exist and what does it mean? Now we've done some slides for you. Again, these will be available after the course so that you can print them off. We got some incredible um, teaching aids that Kim has done up for you so that you can, again, print these off to get to the bottom of where certain pain is and what it means. So they're quick references for you. Uh, if you haven't started a divergence binder, I suggest you do so. You're going to start to notice we like our handouts. <laughs> okay, so with that, Let's just talk about the current matrix, where we're in. So we can start to, first of all, relate to the program that we are involved in so that we can see why we're not 
harmonizing with it anymore, why our bodies are screaming for our attention so that we can start healing it in a different manner. Because right now, Western medicine, it's all about you feel pain because you can. That's, that's how their approach is. And their treatment is drugs, surgery, numbing, cutting off the appendage or the organ. It's abrupt, it's disruptive, temporary, and usually harmful. Oh, let's, let's also include side effects. How many times have you heard of someone taking a medication, but then they have to take three more because of the side effects of that one? Does that make any sense? That's a body screaming, going, mom, dad, I don't like this. And so with that, they also make you go to an extreme in the matrix where you are at your point, your breaking point before they're actually diagnose you or listen to you, acknowledge your pain. And because they don't acknowledge it, you have the desire to prove it. Ooh, I didn't even have this in the course. So think about that. When you're going to Western medicine, trying to seek validation, trying to seek acknowledgement of what you are feeling, they are not going to give it to you. They don't want to. They just keep sending you home, keep sending you home. But you know there's something wrong. So what do you do? There's something wrong with me. I have to prove it. I have to get worse. Do you see the vicious circle? See that how Satan then can just keep you so distracted in the game where it's your body trying to scream for attention. So let's get into that. Pain's layered, loved ones. It's complex. It is subjective, which means there's lots of variables, lots of reasons. It affects your nervous system, your emotions. Oh, we're going to be talking about the different layers. Let's not even talk about the other people you're affecting because of your pain. And here's the thing. Pain is largely emotional, if not all. And the more pain you're in, the more your body's trying to be heard. And these emotions are largely centered around, and that's why we put this on one of the slides, fear, anxiety, grief, unresolved guilt, depression, and unmet spiritual needs. Now you will not hear me say low vibrational words very often, family. This is one case where I need to, we need to. So you can feel this, so we can move into a different form and dimension and way of healing. Because when we start tuning into our bodies, we start to see connections, reasons for our pain that our feels actually mean something and where they reside in our body gives us a clue. And if we ignore it, family, if we keep our body in this state of disharmony, of disease too long, this the stagnant 
energy begins to fester. It starts to rot. And it will eventually manifest in the physical plane. And this is what's interesting, and Darren touched on this earlier. I started doing some research on the word disease, and I always like to go back to the history. Why? Because the matrix has a way of taking words and spinning them. So I go back to the old definitions. And disease used to have a dash in it. Did you know that? If you didn't, now you do. So let's just break that down. Dis-ease. And the old definition used to mean a lack of ease or comfort. Do you know what it means today? Sickness, disorder, or problems with bodily function. No, the old way of things is when your body is uncomfortable. It's not in harmony with itself. So what's that mean? <laughs> Hang on, loved ones. If you're in pain, you're in a state of dis-ease. If you are not at ease, you are not at peace. And if you're not at peace, then you're at war. Mm. We know words have vibration. The little wars within you would have been triggered on that one. Because here's the thing, we're all wanting to move to 5D. We're all wanting to get into the garden. We're all trying to move in that direction. The war, the garden doesn't accept wars. To include with your legal status and your spiritual one. So why does pain exist? To get your attention. Why does pain persist? Because you're not listening. Why does pain insist? You are holding or blocking energy in parts of you that need love and healing. Because you're resisting loved ones, the love, the light, and the way. Darren, you talked about this. Darren brought in that last little bit because you are resisting the love, the light, and the way. We were given gifts you know beyond our mortal comprehension here stuff that is just so beyond our realm of capability we you know you might see things in the movies or you read stuff in books and we just dismiss it as being not possible and therefore you know when we have this limited view or this limited expectation of life generally we're going to be selling ourselves short of opportunity so this is where we're saying you know what if we can learn to control some of these beliefs, if we can learn to get outside of these beliefs and consider new elements, we're going to be so further ahead. And, you know, thankfully, again, loved ones in this particular group, and there's a lot of awareness out there nowadays compared to, say, 10 or 20 years ago. But, yeah, you know, we, we, we always just consciously make choices to put ourselves into situations where we agree to suffer this pain. You're going to find that when you start changing your choices and when you start changing your outlook and your expectations change, there's enough positive uh, molecules ripping around now that kind of bounce out the negative stuff. You'll find that the pain will slowly subsist and slowly start to move and then get diminished altogether. Why? Because you, you commanded it to. 
you didn't just sit back and just think of yourself as being a victim and oh i'm just feeble and weak and this thing is just gonna possess me and take control wrong and that's why pain is such a powerful teacher loved ones it captures your attention and very quickly you don't even really think about it until you get sick, you start feeling pain, you get a, some kind of a chronic disease, you have an accident. We think about when it's too late. There's no preventative, well, again, the loved ones in this group and the other aware ones, we are taking preventative measures nowadays, but excluding loved ones like us, everybody is always gonna have to make a reaction to a certain problem versus living a, a, a preventative lifestyle. And a lot of that is attitude. So your body is not broken when it's hurting. I want to say that again. Your body is not broken when it's hurting. It's trying to tell you something. Your body is always communicating with you loved ones and with others around it. You're emitting a frequency. So if you're in a shitty, attitude a person see you gotta get rid of that word if you are in a a feeling of just not well the people around you can feel that you're emitting it and so our bodies are the way that we work out emotional mental and spiritual questions this is an earth school we have to remember this so if you are currently in pain, this is not about being wrong. You aren't being bad. It's earth school. This is the yin and yang of life. This is the duality, the polarity, so that your soul can experience different points of view. And the more source can experience through you, the more we all learn as a collective. The point is, you came here with a mission so you can learn something. And if you, if you are in chronic pain, you're offline. Your program is malfunctioning. You're not learning what you're supposed to learn. So we, we gotta, we gotta remove the static. Get back so, to the so truth. So it's not so irritating. Exactly. And you're current level of pain is an indication of how well you're doing here in earth school how much you're resisting what you came here to learn and so we talk a lot at divergence how you arranged your story everything that is happening to you you knew was going to happen so there's a wide range that you get to choose it's all based on your choices and there's the easy path, which is, yes, this is what the soul's purpose was, the design. And then there's the banks. Ooh, careful. You're falling. You're going, you're getting out of alignment. And then there's shit creek. We all know what that feels like. But here's the thing. It's not like you get to sit on this. Everyone thinks, oh, you're sitting on the sidelines of life. No, you're always moving. Your soul never stops. So that means you're either on the path, you're on the bank, or you're in shit creek. And how you feel and how the world is reflecting to you and how easy life is, is a complete reflection of how much you are at peace in here. 
if there's unresolved issues and conflict and pain and war, your body is, it's, 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 it's only way to scream at you to go, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. That's huge, loved ones. Hear that. It's your soul screaming, I'm not supposed to be here. This hurts. It hurts because I'm out of vibration. And the more I get in line, the less I shake, the less violent it is. Now, at the same time, loved ones, we're going to do a slight disclosure here. This does not apply to souls who came here for a special earth mission. An example of this would be babies or young children that are born with, that choose to have soul agreements, to experience certain things with the souls around them for the purposes of learning and growing, of course. These babies don't have unprocessed trauma. They just got here. And they actually showed me as I tapped into this, this is why these ones that get special missions get extra angels so that they can spread the pain out for them. And so when we think about why would this child choose to experience pain or have its parents go through this? What's the reason for this? This has been described as some of the most painful pain losing a child. And our beautiful Queen Kim has spoken to this because this queen has experienced this where she lost a little one. And when I met Kim, she was very much in her fire. She was in it, loved ones. She was in an inferno. And she'd been there for a while when I met her. And so, Kim, are you open to speaking to a little bit as far as the different layers of pain that you worked yourself through? Yes. I mean, I was getting like really, really choked up and I could really feel it here, but not in, um, in a sad way, but more in a, wow, looking back how far I've come. So like you said, and I was actually going through when I met you. So when we lost Lexi, I was like, this is it. I, this is the pain that I'm going to live with my entire life. The pain, the guilt, the grief, I wore it like a coat of arms. It was like, this is who I am now. This is what I do. This is what I feel day in and day out. And if I had the slightest, like, oh, I'm starting to feel good, I would bring in that guilt. This is what I'll never have. And I would go through the words, the spells, the, the motions, every child that I saw, it would, and I would feed. L losing Lexi, I've been through a lot in my life. And when I say it is the most painful thing, I, I do mean that. Um, I speak for myself anyways. But there was a time when that was my feeding source. That pain kept me alive because there were times that I, I just wanted to go home. 
And I said, okay, if I keep feeding and the pain would hurt, I'm like, maybe I'll get to go home. And I fed on that so much that a few months before I met Jody, they thought I'd had a stroke. I went paralyzed half my body. I couldn't stay upright. I would fall over. I couldn't see anymore. I couldn't hear. My jaw didn't work. And this went on for months. Doctors, scans. They gave me, they're like, we, you have all the symptoms of a stroke, but you don't have one. And that scared me enough to like, holy shit. And I had an inner guidance of like, I know better. I, know, I didn't know what I knew, but I felt I knew better. And that's when I booked my appointment and I went to see Jody. And I was literally, I, when you said inferno, that was the exact word they gave me. It was a hurricane of fires. And I was walking around with gasoline tanks, just pouring it because that is how I lived every day. And when you talked about why do babies come here? Why would they choose this? Lexi had, she was, she designed her experience a very specific way. She was so sick she couldn't come into the world. And we made a decision at the time with the knowledge that I had, we made a decision because I felt she was suffering. So that added on to the guilt. But when I sat with Jody, I was expecting to hear wonderful stories about Lexi, but Lexi was sitting there talking to Jody, but she was very serious. And she said, you're not getting it. Mom, you're not getting it. And that was it. I think that my, my life changed that day in that chair. I remember exactly where we were. I remember the setting. I remember the messages. And I was like, this is, I knew there was something. And that was it. And everything changed after that. Does that mean I don't experience grief? Absolutely not. But now I know better. I turn it into love. And I say, thank you, baby girl, for helping mom come online and for helping mom create a space so she can help other moms. That she was my greatest gift. That, that was one of my greatest gifts she gave me. So. And I don't remember too many messages I bring in, but I remember your little girl saying, you and me, mommy, we're gonna teach the world how to help other mummies through this. And look at this queen rising before you, talking about a subject that most moms can't even make a sentence around. And this is one year ago, loved ones. You've seen her progress come to peace with an experience that the two of them chose that in the earth school was ripping her apart. But once she merged the reasons and the understandings and the teachings together, how she propelled. And now little Lexi and Kim work together on a regular basis. In fact, I insist that sometimes Kim brings her in. She's a smart little thing. Thank you, Lexi. And thank you, Kim, to hold a mic to that. There's a lot of parents that have lost their babies recently, their children recently. 
and to tell these parents that it happened for a reason a lot are just they can't, they're not even a space where they can hear that but we don't want these loved ones to get to a place where their body starts hurting and manifesting pain and then disease because they can't look at the bigger picture and that's ultimately what this is about and so thank you kim and now we're going to shift gears we are going to talk about these pain addicts and vampires now we talk about energy vampires these are people that we suck energy from or that we allow energy to be sucked from us from now Darren, interestingly enough, has a lot of experience in this arena. I did not. He had a mother who was very much a pain addict, very much a pain vampire. So when I started bringing this in, I, I, I had to tell him, slow down, slow down. And I said, you have to come and talk about this. This is too good. So this is not about, again, <clears throat> coming from the standpoint of who's doing this to me just sit back and be open to feeling the energy of this not being defensive realizing where you could be a bit of a pain vampire or where other ones in your life are very toxic and depleting your energy because of this addiction so you are a pain addict, a pain vampire. If you exhibit or claim to follow any of the following behaviors, number one, your pain takes priority. Darren. So the priority in this regard would be my suffering is going to disable me from doing anything else. All I'm capable of doing is maybe lying down on the couch and putting a cold uh, face cloth on my forehead for you know three hours of the afternoon. So this this system is going to build and build and build and build. I found so again I, I got to experience this firsthand uh, since I was pretty much old enough to pay attention. And again I started paying attention at a pretty young age, but. The pain I observed in direct family members was one that was being used. It was being created, it was being manifested, and it was being used almost as if a weapon where I need you to feel sorry for me because. Now, what's the because? Again, now this is something maybe they, they were lacking attention in certain regards, and this was our, a default program so that they could feed again, although dysfunctionally, but they would get this attention from somewhere. And it was interesting how, again, I got to observe the priority of this. For example, um, my mom would uh, leave the room. She'd be perfectly fine. She'd come back, I'd say, suggest 45 seconds later, something would happen where, for example, I'd say, hey, mom, can you drive Dean and I to the soccer field? Because we want to play soccer. All of a sudden, she would have a migraine headache priority the priority was used 
to conquer every situation because now everybody had to bow down to the one who's suffering. No one could question. No one could, you know, um, provide their situation or, or, or what it is that they wanted to do. Everyone was now subordinate to that individual's pain and discomfort. So no one else's joy or happiness is able to trump your pain. It's a big one. How so? So the, the happiness seemed to be, uh, it would be almost friction. It would be confrontational. It would almost be conflict because happiness would somehow be dismantled or, dis or, or diffused or dispersed because that happiness interrupted the pain that someone was trying to continually project and feed off of and feed off of so there's too much of a high vibration over here they have to bring it down and again this is where the priority and the control were coming from i found this hard to believe and again this is at a very young age i'm talking like five ish maybe even a little younger than five where again i would start to be able to predict this pattern this this behavior became very predictable where something would happen that i'd call it and say oh here comes the headache watch and so that brings us into number three. If you don't want to do something, if you want to get out of a certain situation, you want to hide and not face your fears, I, say you have a headache. And again, we use headache as just a, as, a, as a broadcast term here, but I can speak to this one first time because it started with our mother with the headache. And then that turned into the migraine. And then that turned into shoulder pain, back pain, lower body pain, abdominal pain. Now we're sleeping at nighttime with water, hot water bottles. Now we're taking 20 T3s a day to manage a migraine. That again, doctors can't find it. All the scans known to modern technology can't find it. This thing is a ghost. Why? Because you're putting a black spell on yourself. If you have chronic headaches for no reason, you're spelling yourself. And when you spell yourself and you spell others and you put it out there to the universe, it has a price. You. Because, I mean, you know, there's going to be a fine line where, okay, if you don't drink any water all day, well, I can see where maybe around noon, you might start to develop a bit of a dehydration headache. If you had such a poor diet where all you ate was uh, sugar and carbs, well, then I could see, you know, there'd be some flexibility here. But when people live a fairly moderate lifestyle in terms of diet and exercise and overall health, it's not normal for these people to just spontaneously have these instant profound ailments that just come out of the blue almost as if on demand to suit themselves in a particular situation to serve a dysfunctional feeding pattern and i watched it happen for years and that's why darren talked about number four that you weaponize pain to construct your fraud what does that mean yeah that again this is where you just take the priority to the extreme you know i'm going to suggest even some some narcissistic behaviors start creeping in here now where you know a whole secondary lifestyle a whole second and third uh person or character if you will starts to just kind of follow that like another ailment another like yeah like multiple personality disorder yeah i'm gonna say no a lot of this was choices where certain choices are being exercised to control through weaponizing your make-believe pain so that you can control as much as you can. And then what you manifest gets away on you. 
And it gets to the point where, again, having seen this firsthand, yeah, I got to watch the implied headache turn into 25 different other ailments. And I mean, serious ones. It got to the point where, you know, after 20 years of this, our mother was on 20 to 30 different kinds of pills. I think she'd had, I don't know, 10 operations, uh, missing a lot of body parts inside, made it into medical textbooks for not having stuff known to mankind. Well, how is that even effing possible unless it's manifested? You, de you develop such a desire to live in this bubble of fraud that everything you were talking about starts to happen in reality. And that's why Darren talks about number five, that you can check in and out of your character at will and when it suits you. Yeah, it got to the point where when, again, I was able to predict the behavior here to the point where I'd be able to call it ahead of time and say, oh, no, hey, mom, are you, are you feeling okay? Yeah, okay, great. Everything's good. Yeah, okay, good to go. Then, boom, here comes the situation that normally would have triggered her, but I, I just took that defense of the headache away, and you would literally see her sitting there twitch because she didn't have that go-to response. And then she would scramble for something else. And I'm sitting there as an eight-year-old thinking like, really? Is this actually happening? Can't be. Can't be. Can't be. But after years of can't be, unfortunately, it was be. And, you know, I, I sympathize with a soul that's screaming for attention so bad. And yet it's never fed functionally. And again, I probably didn't have quite the tools when I was five years old to help her deal with this thing. But you know what? I'm looking at some of the younger uh, participants in our group nowadays that are, you know, 9, 10, 13, 14, 18. If you run into situations like this, at least you know, wow, I've heard of this stuff before. Now I'm actually watching this unfold firsthand. And I actually just watched that individual claim an ailment where he or she didn't have it 10 minutes ago and it seems to be severe and they're using it to control a situation because they didn't want to face a fear and again you can actually start to watch all Spells. of all of this project itself now this is where it's critical that you do not get sucked into it again i'm not saying go out there and hurt people's feelings by point blank maybe pointing to their face and said i think you're making this all up i believe you're a fraudster i'm not suggesting you go and do stuff like that stay sympathetic stay empathetic but you know what at the same time just kind of be mindful of what is reality and what appears to be fake and number six you feed off your source of fraud to fill a need of attention yeah this is where again if you're deficient in, in an emotional high if you're not being fed functionally you got to create a scenario or create a circumstance or create a something to feed that desire. And again, this is where, you know, if you kick a dog, it's still going to come back to you if you feed it. Well, the pain vampire knows that if they placate this fraud over and over and over again, they know you're going to come in and always be checking in on them and, and dropping off sympathy uh care love so you know something and you'll feel it they do their dump on you and it's just you oh yeah oh yeah okay you, you learn not to ask how are you yeah and again this is helping to compound the problem though so see how we're being turned off because we don't want to deal with that nonsense no more but at the same time we're not helping the situation when we do that 
at all. As a matter of fact, this is where we can now realize these situations, recognize them for what they are. And maybe through the use of some new words, maybe through the use of some new emotional control, maybe through the use of some, some new you know, abilities, we're going to be able to provide a little bit of assistance and provide a little bit of comfort in a situation where these 3D individuals are going to be able to experience something where they weren't used to it. And again, I, I finally, my, our mom was on her deathbed at this point. And again, I'm probably in my mid thirties to late thirties. And I remember she had so many tubes down her throat and she was all done up or she couldn't speak. So I remember saying, okay, well, mom, I guess I got you here and you can't speak. So you're just going to listen to me for a few minutes. And I just let it out saying, you know what? I, I believe I understand why you've been in such disease your whole life because yeah, dad was a traveling salesman. He was gone a lot. She didn't have a lot of really close friends where she shared a lot of stuff with, like perhaps a group like this would. She didn't have a lot of close family. I was a little bugger as a kid. I was always being a little shit disturber. So I could see where she didn't get a lot of relief. And would it be a surprise where she turned to alcohol for relief? So now you've got all these ailments compounded by alcoholism. And trust me, loved ones, when I say this whole concoction just spread unto undesirable proportions. Again, I would, my dad would call Dean and I, look, you guys, this is, this is probably it. You guys are going to have to come back and visit your mom. And I, I'm not joking when I say that this scenario probably happened three or four or five or six times over where Dean and I would, you know, travel across the country to go be with our mother at her deathbed, you know, and then two days later, she's leaving, she's out of the hospital, heading back home. And again, I'm just sitting back wondering how, how is this even possible? And the reason it's possible is because of the warning that's at the bottom of this slide. Because if you start to root too much in your pain, too much in your programming, your spells, if you let them take hold, it's going to grow. What you feed grows. And it grows to other organs and other parts of your body. And this is where you're going to start experiencing failure. This is the purpose of us talking about such low vibrational ways of being. So that if you are in these resonances, that you can learn some tools so that you can pull yourself out of this. Now, this is actually perfect timing because this is where Darren's going to leave. Loved ones, we're going to ask just for a quick five-minute break. We're going to take it a little bit earlier. Go walk, shake it out. We'll be back in a few minutes, and then we'll rip three through this. All right. I'm just going to – I know that you're still coming back, but I wanted to hop on a little bit early, and it goes right in line with the comment that Nick, Joanne, Jesse, and Liam – I don't know who it was – put it in there – that, yes, pain can actually be a badge of honor. And you can own it and you can wear it and you, you identify as it. And you can see that in a lot of others. And I know that I mentioned this in the last elemental school, I think, when the way I identified to my hip and it was exactly like who I am and this is why. And but now that we understand this and this is something that Darren spoke about earlier, how you can go and alchemize that when you're dealing with someone else. And I actually had a conversation with someone yesterday where they were going through, oh, this is painful. And I said, do you, do you understand? Do you actually know and believe that you're allowed to feel good and be happy? 
And she actually went, and I said, you are allowed to feel good. You're supposed to feel good and be happy. As like, you are not your pain. And that alone, we had a long pause after that because I'm like, I'm just going to let this settle in because I was not going to feed it. But I absolutely wanted to see the, the word that came in is you can be an alchemist. We talk about alchemizing a lot of this in these conversations that you have with these. Learn how you can alchemize that. Back to you. Thank you. Thank you. Lights are on. Here we go. So let's talk about how to observe and interpret your pain. So here's the thing, loved ones. We are not going to be talking about anything that's new for the most part. It might be new for you. But at the same time, we have to understand the game keeps distracting us. Pain helps you stop so you can regroup. Because pain cons is consistent unless you fix the problem. So that's the definition of insanity. So if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same results. So when you understand that pain is the same way, when you start understanding that, and like I talked about, I used to go to dinner parties and people would start talking about their pain and, oh, I have heartburn. And well, your power and control center is off. And they would be like, oh, what? Your power and control center is off. Or people who would constantly be clearing their throats or coughing. What are you not saying that you need to? And they would just look at me like, what? Oh, yeah, I was a trip at parties. Loved it. I went around did readings all the time. And people were like, no, they'd say it first. Okay, what do you mean? Because your initial reaction, and be clear, is going to be no. And the tools we're going to show you today, you're going to initially go no. Sit with them. The no in you is a 3D. Is it your underdeveloped self going, um, that's not in my programming. Yeah, no shit. Good. We don't want it there. And so this is loved ones about taking responsibility for your life. I remember the first time I learned this lesson, like Darren talks about, I was in a car accident. I was a mess. Part of my settlement with ICBC and my lawyer was so happy he got this for me because he was buddies with the other guy. He threw in a, a clinic for me on the island. $10,000 for a week. It was, a, it was a score. So I showed up. Oh, I'm so excited. They're going to take away my pain. And we all had our rooms and we had all the practitioners come to us. It was amazing. It was just unreal. These huge healing rooms everywhere. That's where I got the idea. And the first morning I got assigned to this sweet little old lady. She's like, oh, hello, dear. Come here. I'm like, okay. She's like, so let's talk about your childhood. What? She goes, we're going to talk about your childhood. I'm like, no, no, we're not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm here for pain. I'm not here to talk about my life. And she goes, no, sweetheart, we, we, 
we're going to talk about your childhood. I said, we're absolutely not going to talk about my childhood. Just so you know. I'm like, what, what's, what kind of clinic is this? Then I start judging, right? What, what, where am I? What is this? This is because of course my blocks went up and she came and she grabbed me ever so gently. And she said, dear, where do you think your pain is coming from? And that was the big wow moment. What do you mean my pain? I'm probably freezing for a second. Why? Because your childhood is about emotions, blocked, stuck, unprocessed trauma, events, lessons, circumstances that we haven't gone back and cleared. So understand family, we're, we're taking this pain course in phases. We're going to help you identify, and then we're going to help you heal later. How do you heal? There's a reason we haven't put out little you healings because you cannot walk into that arena until you have big enough wings. Do you have enough of a foundation? Cause that little boy or that little girl, she's going to rock you. And don't tell me you are at peace with your little you. None of us are. Satan made sure of that. Don't believe me. I'll put you in a couple little situations coming up soon. You'll see what we're talking about. Spirit made us go ahead on this so that we could come back and teach you loved ones. That's where all of the healing is. And so now it's about observing, becoming present so that you can actually take an energetic imprint, a pulse, an inventory of your body. Because here's the thing, you know how you can wake up all of a sudden, oh, I slept wrong. Really? Did you really? If you're in alignment, do you sleep out of alignment? Think about this. Everything is connected. We can't blame things anymore. Oh, well, I twisted my ankle. Why? Why did your body have to bring attention to that part of your body. We're going to show you very soon why. So once you're able to become present, there's three questions you can ask yourself. Is my body currently manifesting pain? How often am I in this state of being, of dis-ease? And where in my body does it keep manifesting? Does it keep showing up? They're all clues. You're going to start to see how they all connect. And so this is why I want to show you this amazing chakra file or picture that we did. And we built on this so that you can see the different aspects of the chakras. We just talked about the chakras in the last course. So we're going to be building on this so that as we move through the different pain that can re reside and present itself within your body, you're able to see where and what chakra that's lining up with. So again, when, when I'm able to go and talk to people about different manifestations and pain that's coming up in their body, anything, numb legs, hips, um, sore knees, ankles, feet, it doesn't matter, it's all root related. It's about being safe, it's your basic trust. 
your survival center. Your sacral, it's all about your relationship center. It's your I feel. Everyone thinks it's in the heart. Mm-mm. No, this is your I love center and your ability to be loved and to love yourself. Your emotions are down here. That's why a lot of the time we have tummy issues, constipation, diarrhea, nausea, these kind of things, irritable bowel syndrome, all this irritation down there because our emotions are a mess. Our relationships usually are a mess to include the ones with ourselves. That's the thing. We always keep looking outside of ourselves. Oh, no, I'm looking at my mother. No. This is the first person you have to be at peace with, again, is yourself. Your mother just brings out things in you that you need to heal about yourself. Solar is your I can. This is the one right above your belly button. It's your power and control center. So if you're starting to doubt yourself, you know how your tummy starts turning, can't eat, or you want to eat, your heart is, again, the ability I love and can be loved to include yourself, to be able to speak and express your emotions. Again, we learned with the heart and the throat that there are two parts to this. This is your ability to love. The back side of the heart is the ability to be loved and to love yourself. Front part of the chakra of the throat, your ability to communicate and to express, or sorry, to communicate. Back part is to be able to express your emotions. Very different, yet very similar. Third eye is I see. I am connected in all ways. The ability to see in all ways. We now do this with the three fingers. These are the two, add the three, and your crown. Your crown is I know. I know I'm a divine being. I know this is my spiritual center. I know this is my cosmos to my father and all of the beings and helpers of the light. And so if you're not in alignment with that, let's show you some images, give you some visuals here on what you're up against. This is a healthy aura around you. Everything's moving. You can see how your sphere of white light around. This is what it looks like when you're protected. And when you're in alignment, the one to the right is looking a little muddy. It's looking a little dirty because it is. And again, loved ones, I want you to envision this. When you start getting triggered, start getting pissed off, you can feel the fire burning. It's coming up. Understand, this is what you're creating. You're creating storms around you. Look at it. Swirls of energy. Why? Because it can't flow in its natural state. You'll understand why when you start to see your aura and how it's projecting and how it's going out to the universe. Imagine, who do you want to walk up to and talk to out of those two beings that are in front of you? Which one? This is why you can walk up to someone and go, whoa, yeah, no. Because you walk into their storm. On the next one, 
this is the body's emanations okay so emanations are basically forms of radiation that are given off okay so when we think of radiation we think of bad things so it's radiation is just an, an emission of energy okay so just look at it that way so let's look at the first one here this is what happens to your aura when you have a chronic illness or a disease you have chunks missing out of your aura This is when the lower vibrations can attach. Do you see where they have a door now to get to you? This is gonna give you a really good visual. When your vibration goes too low, you create gaps in your aura. You're, you can't protect yourself. You're weak. You're impaired. You're a huge waste of psychic energy. Hear that. If this is a nurse school and you're coming here looking like that, the meat suit you're in, it's malfunctioning. It's going offline. This kind of an aura can't exist here. It's going to break down and go home. Now let's look at what a healthy individual looks like. You can see there's no defects. It's, it's secure, it's cocooned. This is when energy and psychic abilities at its highest peak, its highest potential. You're fortified. You're operating within your natural state of being. That's right. Mm. Now look at a sick individual. This is to include allergies, eczema, these little things that bug us. Loved ones, I had eczema so bad on my hands, I had to wear gloves at work because my hands wanted, I'd bend them and they'd split and bleed on my paperwork. Why? Again, I was meant to heal with my hands. I was blocking it. The energy was stuck. Your energy field gets distorted. It gets pulled in other directions. Look at how it's, it's not, it's intact, but it's not functioning in a healthy manner. It's uneven. And it's because, as it talks about fairy disease, is due to improper use of psychic energy. You are not aligned. You're not doing your work. You're close. This is kind of called, it's called chronic illness shit creek. Let's call a sick individual the bank. A healthy individual, they're on the path. These are the three ranges that we operate within in this earth school. Satan wanted you to think you didn't have a choice that this is just what's happening to you. And to ask others for sympathy and support and help to go and take from others' cups who have nothing in it. Now, I don't often talk about my own stories, but pain, pain is a story I know very well. I came here with some 
big wings that I was supposed to fill. Some big purposes. And I had to get absolutely the actresses I asked to come online, to bring me online. And so I want to just talk quickly. I talked about I was in a car accident. That was the initial, again, accidents are very huge in spiritual awakenings. Keep that in mind, loved ones. Something that happens where it's a trigger, it's something that derails you from your norm. And with this car accident, right after, within a year, I left my religion, my family, my husband. And as a result, I got something called fibromyalgia. Now they try to discredit that. All, and I don't like titles. All that is means fibromyalgia is your whole body is shutting down because you're that offline. And I was. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was completely focused on my pain. I was feeding dysfunctionally from others at that point in my life. I was helpless. No kidding, my body's like, mm, yeah, no, that's not going to fly. We're going to shut you down till you get your shit together, mom, or we're going to make you. And so after that, I actually had two jaw surgeries. I was approaching three because my jaw was closing, loved ones. It was growing shut. I was having, I lost so much weight because I could barely eat because I couldn't open my jaw enough to get food into it. Why? Because after I left my religion, my throat chakra, I couldn't speak to my parents. They would call me once a year to shame me. And I was left in a ball crying. I couldn't stand up to them. I couldn't speak my truth to them. My jaw clo was started closing. Then I was still stuck. I was not moving forward. I had, I was not doing what I knew I needed to do. I created another scenario where I paralyzed half my, my whole leg. I almost lost my leg to gangrene. It was misdiagnosed for so long. It was a medical phenomenon. I was surrounded by med students, by a doctor who said, you'll never see this as they all poked at me. My leg was purple. I was losing flow of life in my life because I was not moving forward. I was not doing what I was supposed to do. Again, I missed the message. Half my hair fell out. Alopecia Aretha. I was in the shower and chunks of my hair were falling out. Chunks. I fell to my knees in the shower, bawling, watching as my hair was floating down the drain. Toonie size all over my hair. Because I was blocking my connection to source. I was starting to learn about it, but it scared me because of my religious upbringing. I was afraid of the dark side. I wasn't sure how to protect myself. I didn't have a source and I certainly didn't trust my source. So I was a mess. I talked about my eczema. You want to talk about, if you have a lot of these kind of things, You've been, you know, you talk about the joke where the, the, the priest is on the top of the church. There's a flood. I missed like nine boats. 
thank goodness I arranged more than nine boats to come by. Thank you. Because when you look at a chakra's aura, and Kim, if you can show the next picture of here. This is very hard to find online, just so you know. When I spoke about how it goes, your aura is red, orange, yellow, blah, 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 blah the colors of the rainbow this way. All, you go online, this is the only one I could find. But now it helps you see. Your red is about your survival. It's your root chakra. It's about feeling safe. So if you start feeling sick, this is the root chakra we work on. This is why, depending on where the different pain manifests in your body, is giving you signs on where you're blocked. I, my body was shutting down because I was feeding from dysfunctional sources. My jaw was growing shut because I was not speaking my truth, what I knew to be. I started losing my hair because I was not trusting my source. I had eczema because I was not allowing the energy to move through me and to heal with my hands like I was meant to. So again, I'm, I'm using myself as an example so that you can look at your own ailments and begin to see these connections, to be able to take a regular inventory, to see where you are out of alignment, out of disharmony. I love that so much better than pain. Disharmony. And then you can get a read on yourself, on others, what you're imprinting to your children, your family, your spouse, what you're projecting to the Earth's grid. You are electromagnetic field. You are pulsing out at all times. And if you have a shitty attitude, if you're angry, you get upset and flare off on people. Mm -mm. You're out of alignment. You are projecting. You're puking everywhere. I can see my internet's a little bit choppy here, so hopefully I'm coming in okay. And here's the thing you're gonna notice. If you know of someone, or if you are in a state of suffering, also known as chronic, it is 99.9999999 times the reason is because you have a loss of meaning and purpose in your life. Think of anyone who is suffering. If you have the ability actually going up and ask them this. I have learned that this means this. Is this true? 99.999999 of them will say yes especially if that they're at that state. So let's talk about interpreting your pain because this is the thing Darren talked about. There's lots of different levels to this. They're all filters. It all depends on how you were raised, your culture, your religious background. You, th this is your limiting beliefs, loved ones, your anchors, the programming that's no longer serving you. Why? Because it's out of vibration and alignment with father. 
If you are in pain, you're out of alignment with father. Hear that. You can't blame it on your family anymore. You can't blame it on, oh, it's because of this I felt. No, you're out of alignment. If you're attracting accidents, if you are in pain, you're out of alignment with father. So something about you is not in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing here in earth school. Learning this will change your life. And that's why we want to show you another image here about the chakras and what it can start relating to. Again, I knew I had cords to my family. They, it was guilt for disobeying them. And as a result, I had this tether that I, this hidden cord that I didn't even know about that was connected to them. It didn't matter how much I kept filling my cup. I kept leading it to them because I had a program running in the background about guilt and shame. Well, that guilt and shame, it needs to be fed, even if you know about it or not. So I was feeding that again, which is why I had a lot of tummy issues at that time. Lots of head issues. So let's look at this. When you start touching base with these different chakras, when it's an alignment versus when it's not an alignment. When you're in touch with spirit at the top, you have you're connected, you get your messages. And as you move through here, you're going to start to see the different sides of this. How at the bottom with root, you've got, yes, it's your survival, but if it's out of alignment, you're in a state of fear. Your sacral, the one up, this is your, your relationship center, your emotional center, creativity, sexuality, pleasure. If it's out of alignment, you have guilt. Moving up to your sacral, that's your willpower, your I can chakra. It's your power and control. Power and control can be in alignment. When it's not, it emulates a shame. So again, these are things that you can print off and look at because we want to take you into our next tool. It is a gardening tool that I use regularly. If you have not heard of Louise Hay, you need to. She's fantastic. She's not here anymore on this earth plane anyways. But we're going to keep speaking on behalf of her because she laid quite the track here, quite the tools. So I have actually downloaded her website onto my phone so that, it, because I am referring to it for loved ones and myself daily. So I recommend you doing this so that you can get a quick reference on what's going on with your body. She also has a book out that you can heal your life. Her website's called The Alchemy of Healing. And of course, we're going to put you to all of those links. But it's a guide. It's going to help you interpret the meaning and causes behind your pain. What's going on? It's going to illuminate areas where you have to look at yourself a little bit more. And as you go through this, again, this is about not blaming yourself. Step back and be able to be the observer. Don't attach to being wrong. Sit back and look at yourself and observe and see 
parts of you that are out of disharmony. And seeing how that is reflected in your family, your community, your country, in the world. This is going to help you understand your shine a little bit more. Why you are special. Why you need to work this out within yourself. And so with that, let's get into it. Let's talk about the head, so family. So again, these are the main ones that you can print off so that you can reference them very quickly. So let's talk about if you get headaches. Again, we're talking about if it's in this area, it's the third eye and it's gonna be the crown chakra. Headaches are all about, you're too much in your head. It's a sign you're ungrounded or you're fighting your, your connection to source. Now, depending on where that headache is manifesting gives you another meaning. Perfect. So the vortex, if your headache's at the top of your head, this is associated with your connection to source. Pain there is about a separation from your higher power. Let's talk forehead. This is associated with your third eye. Pain here is about separation from your own inner being, not trusting what you are seeing. Temporal, okay, so we're talking now the sides of the head. And again, we're gonna talk about the, the, the whole range here, but the, the temporal is the sides of the head here. That that's associated with courage, being able to face the world as it talks about here. And if you have migraine headaches, you're now incorporating multiple energies within your body. So your body is now trying to say it indicates a separation from your world. If your eyes are triggered in your migraine, it indicates an unwillingness to look without. But to look, or sorry, it indicates to not only an unwillingness to look without, but to look within. So anytime it involves the eyes, again, when we start to realize what certain body organs do, we're going to be able to connect this pretty quick. Let's move over to back. We got spine, shoulders, the spine. It, it represents the support that you think that you have in your life and your alignment with that support. So if you actually have a curved spine, scoliosis, it represents a misalignment with life. Spasms, an unwillingness to accept the support that's there. Now we're gonna talk about shoulders. We're gonna spend a little bit of time here. A lot of people get some shoulder pains in here. This represents burdens and responsibility. This is why when we feel too much pressure here, we're carrying too much weight. Now, interestingly enough, you might think that this is associated with your throat chakra. It is, because sometimes we're carrying too much weight because we have to say, I don't want to do this. However, it has a lot to do with the solar, and the solar does come around a little bit because the heart encompasses this part, but the solar can come up to encompass the shoulders. Because again, this is your I can, your control center, your power. Sometimes we think we can do more than we can. 
Now, if you're starting to get a frozen shoulder or a sore one, it represents a complete unwillingness to shoulder your responsibilities in life, especially your own life. Pain and dysfunction to varying degrees represents the varying degrees of unwillingness to be responsible. So sometimes, again, it's not that you don't, you're not able to be responsible, but what happens if you're saying you're going to do something and you don't want to do it? I have to be responsible, but I don't want to. I have to pick up these kids, but I don't want to. I wanted, it's that whole battle that you have. And that's why it's so closely associated with the throat chakra. Let's talk about the back now. Again, the back runs all the way down. So multiple chakras are in place here. But the back represents support from yourself, yourself and others. It also represents what's behind you. So black, back problems generally represent conflict between the urge to move forward and to forgive the past so we can. Let's talk about mid-back. It represents guilt and being stuck in the past. And again, the mid-back, that's going to be your solar power and control center. Also quickly aligned with your sacral, which is your emotional and your relationship center. So if you've got relationships in the past that you're not dealing with, do you see how you're going to start having back problems? Let's talk about lower back. Again, this is going to be root related. Your lower back has to do with your root. And again, a little bit of your, your sacral, which is your relationship and your emotional center. But again, your lower back represents support, financial support, emotional support from family and friends, from God and the universe. And again, it has a lot to do with financial. So you can see why if you're not fi feeling financially supported or able to support yourself, how that affects the next chakra up, which is your emotional center. You see how it up and up and up it goes. And a sore back may also indicate that, like we talked about, you're taking on too much. And this is also, like I talked about, where the fear of money resides. Now let's move on to your hips. Your hips represent your decisions in life especially decisions around moving forward. So if you have pain in this area, it's a sign of being stuck, unable to make a decision to be clear on how to move forward. It's all about moving forward with major decisions. And I found this very interesting too, family, is that, you know, when we think about the whole process of walking, think about that. You're thrusting the hip forward, and then the leg follows. This is actually an act of faith on our part. Since you're literally quite falling into the ground every, with every single step, but you're trusting that your legs are going to save you. And so your trust, or sorry, your hip represents courage and confidence to take that next step in your life. So there is one about upper thighs. It talks about sciatic nerves. So if you have any issues around that, feel free to read it. We're going to move ahead here to knees now. Knees represent pride. 
surrendering to the will of God or the universe. And the unknown can make us feel very vulnerable, unsure, and very stiff need if we resist it and the change that comes with it. And it's interesting actually to note that the stiff, sore knees are actually symptoms of kidney dysfunction and deficiencies because kidneys represent fear. Now we have shins in here, we got ankles. Let's talk about feet. Our feet represent our connection with Mother Earth. So if you have sore, swollen, numb, painful feet, it represents your state of your relationship with our mother. It's also about under, or understanding ourselves of life and others. And this is interesting too, is that although our legs carry us forward in life, it's our feet that actually make contact with the ground. They're the ones saving us. And when you see how much the matrix, modern society is all about asphalt, concrete, shoes, disconnecting us from putting our feet in the ground. That's why loved ones, whenever you can put your feet in the ground, we're gonna be talking about grounding. You got a crying baby moms? Go outside in bare feet, start there. Ground to mother earth. There's such a disconnect. That's why a lot of the babies are screaming. Where's mom? The mom I remember. Now, throat. We're gonna spend a little bit of time on the throat. The throat represents our will, your ability to communicate, express your emotions to yourself and others. So you might have the ability to speak, but to talk about your emotions might be a different thing. This is why this represents the light blue. This is turquoise, sore throats, lumps in your throat, tumors. They all reflect difficulties in saying what you want to say. Pain in these areas about being able to speak up for yourself. Swallowed anger. Mm. Think of all those times where you're like, I'm going to be the better person. I'm going to swallow that and hold it. That does not serve you. Now that's in you. Anytime you swallowed your anger, it's in you. This is why it's so important to always clear. So even if we're doing things dysfunctionally, spirit will release it from us. Let's talk about chess, breast. This is to include the heart chakra, the solar plex chakra. The chest represents caring, loving, nourishing. The breasts represent mothering and, nur and nurturing. So if you have cysts or lumps, it usually represents overmothering. Now let's talk about solar plexus. So the solar plexus is just above the belly button. Again, this is your I can chakra. This is where the underdeveloped soul lives. We don't call it ego. It's not separate from you. There's a part of you that comes that knows, and there's a part of you that comes with amnesia. That's the underdeveloped part of you. Your job as the soul is to develop the underdeveloped. As long as you are ignoring it and kicking it out, we're going to have some 
issues and energetic festering within that area. And so pain or discomfort in the diaphragm is going to represent unresolved conflict and it's associated with anger. And the last one, stomach. Stomach is the solar, it's the sacral. The stomach represents digestion. Now it's not only for your food, it's about new ideas, new energy that's coming in, the ability to accept new and change. So problems are pain in this area. That's why your tummy turns. It's the fear of the new. And your sacral, which is just below your belly button. Again, that's your relationship and your emotional center. It's also your sexuality and your creativity. I just don't talk about that a lot because with relationships and your emotional center, if you get that in check, your sexuality and your creativity will automatically get in check. It's that simple. And any disease in these areas indicate a long-standing emotional disharmony. So when we think of disease or pain in any of the stomach, abdominal areas, the root chakra, that has been festering pain that has been there for a while. Okay. So do we have any questions at all, Kim? No. Oh, I see a few of you are typing. Okay. Uh, Serena has a question, but I don't know what it is. You can unmute yourself. Thank yes, you. Sorry. You. <clears throat> um, just in regards to like the Louise Hay and all the problems like associated with your body and what you're talking about here, and I know you say affirmations, you know, um, in relation to the problem as well. So when you're experiencing these problems, and I've just sort of been, you know, writing down a few of them as well, but say like you have an eye problem or flu or fever or cramps, do you just say the affirmation like over and over and over just each time? Or is this affirmations that you should just do every day regardless when you know you have certain problems? Great question. Thank you very much for asking that, Serena. So again, when we steer you towards Louise Hay and give you some positive affirmations for certain parts of your chakras that are out of disharmony, out of alignment, it's about um, finding what... Hold on just one second here. I just got distracted. When you are wanting to clear those parts of you, it's not as easy as saying affirmations. The whole part of this course is to start making you aware of where the, the pain is manifesting, what organs it's associated with, to start, yes, seeing the benefits of using positive affirmation, but we need to get to the root of it. There's a root cause, and the root cause is always, again, little you related. So that's why the next courses we are going to be introducing are going to be little you related. If you have pain, we have to take you here. If you ever get pain, we have to take you here. Because there's no pain in 5D. 
There's no pain in the garden. So we can't have you in the garden wanting to ascend if you were in pain, it doesn't work. So we're gonna take you through step by step. I promise on this. We are gonna talk about the different ways of working through this. So we'll take you through each chakra, the different pains, how you can release that. And again, when your little you, when you go and have a, a meeting with your little you, which I can't even say too much because so many of our loved ones go and do it and their wings are wet and your little you will school you. So he or she is a smart little thing, has a lot of wisdom to share. Why? Because they can channel your higher self. Your little you can channel your higher self. So this is a, these are versions of you where you can get messages. And every time you blink, a new version of yourself is made in this matrix. Every time you blink, there's a new timeline that's created with multiple choices based on that blink. That is the profoundness of how much free will you have, how big of a choices you can make. It's massive. Kim, did you have something? No, but just when we think about that, the, the timelines you can choose and how you made it a little you, you have another version and literally every moment, it just, I was like, wow, like the power in that and that we all have it. And to just sit in that moment, I don't know, it just, I get really jacked up around that. So if you are in pain, assess it, figure out just where is it in my body? Just becoming aware of that. You already know the color. We've taught you how to open your crown. You can now go, okay, you know what? I have a lot of heartburn. It's actually not your heart. It's your solar. It's below that. You're unsure. You're scared. There's fear. There's doubt. There's something going on. Things are out of balance. So once you know this, you can go into a quick meditation, feed it yellow light, literally. That, but set intentions. I'm going to open my crown, please. I don't even know what I'm doing, but please let yellow light come through these. And I'm just going to put them right here because I think that's where my solar is. And just give it some healing. The angels go, yes, we can work with that. Good enough. But they still need your permission. And as long as you're popping tums and rollates, please, loved ones, stop it. You want an easy antacid? Mix some baking soda with water. Natural, cheap. There you go. You're welcome. Mother Nature has given us everything. And we're going to be talking about the five unities of health coming up here. And we don't, we have to be careful not to stick our necks out too far. Not that we care about liability, please. But people take things to extremes. So the way we're going to present these health unities is in a way that you're going to, first of all, be blown away. You're going to see why we insist on our divergence family putting this, these things into their body and why. We are going to touch briefly, though, on being a vegan, 
a vegetarian, and a carnivore. You don't have to be a vegan to be spiritually aligned. Don't put spirit in a box, loved ones. That was something that I had to learn because I, all the spiritual ones, oh, I'm vegan. I can feel the energy of animals. That's fine. I am not against vegan. I'm not against vegetarian. We divergents are not against any of that. In fact, if that's what resonates with you, great. But it needs to resonate with you. If you're picking up on the energy of animals, stop absorbing them. Stop attaching. Do you think a chicken came here to rule the world? A chicken knew on some level it was going to be consumed. And we're going to get some flack for this. We don't care. But we're just going to like blow the lid off of this because I'm tired of hearing about this. You're not spiritually misaligned if you eat meat. Darren and I are mostly carnivores. <gasps> yeah. But guess what we do? We bless our meat. We charge our meat. We remove all of the fear, all the pain from it. We give gratitude to it. We thank it. Anyone who eats our food is charged. They don't have to eat as much. Why? Because we packed it full of energy. You can do that. You can remove all the toxins, the metals. You have that ability. They didn't want you to know that. So you don't have to be vegan. You don't have to be vegetarian. If that is an alignment, because again, I had to switch that a little bit because there was a point in my spirituality where I just couldn't eat as much meat because it was heavy for me. I needed to get lighter. If you're heavy in 3D, you need to get lighter. Yes. Darren and I are at a place where we need to get heavier. We need to stay here. And a lot of my skin issues disappeared once I started being a carnivore. I started getting more muscle. I was stronger. I had more color. Because here's the thing, what I've noticed about vegans and what I've noticed about vegetarians, they look weak. They have little to no color. They are frail. I can barely pick up their aura. And this is where I want to release you from any belief systems if you think that that is the way to father. Because I got to eat vegetables and lettuce. No, you don't. Because Darren and I just finished off a whole big patty of meat. We seem to be channeling just fine. So don't box yourself. There's no rules when it comes to spirituality. The only rule there is when it comes to spirituality is there is no rules. Do what feels right for you. That's why I'm not going to have someone stand in front of me and tell me, no, you got to eat lettuce, Jody. <clears throat> Pew! Get out of here. And unless your wings are bigger than me, I'm not going to listen. Period. And this man taught me a lot when it comes to certain health unities, how to eat. I've never looked better. I've never felt better. And I look it. 
I couldn't stand here and preach to you if I looked frail, weak, I didn't have any color, I didn't have any life to me. But I can stand here before you saying, this works, loved ones. If you want to be a vegetarian, a vegan, be it. But be it as long as it serves you. If you're hungry, starving, grumpy, you can't do anything, you're always sleeping, it's not serving you. Change. If you're feeling the energy of animals, then transmute it, change it, charge it. It's that easy. Now, let's take a little break. And we just have actually a little bit more to go. <laughs> For once, it's not going to be, I don't think, a super long one. So we're going to talk about the five unities of health right after family. Let's take a quick five minute break, please. Okay, so I brought him back with me because I don't want this just coming out of my mouth. This is on behalf of, again, divergence. And we want to just touch briefly on the whole vegetarian vegan thing. And the reason I'm passionate about it is because when I was taking my courses to learn how to be enlightened, to ascend, to develop my spiritual gifts, the leaders and the teachers I was learning from were largely vegan or vegetarian. And they imprinted that you had to be this if you were one of them. And we're just putting it on the record that you don't. Release yourself from that belief system if you are of that belief system. This is about being flexible with your meat suit and what it needs here in this world. We're not at the point where we can't eat yet. So you're kind of jumping schools by being vegan. If you're spiritually misaligned, may we encourage you just to eat foods that resonate with you that make you feel good. Try a carnivore diet. Again, we're about 70, 30, 70% meat, 30% veggies and a mix of things. And potato chips. Yeah. Yeah. He likes this again. It's okay. It's moderation, but we also don't imprint our food with, oh my goodness, because we're eating a whole bag of it or we're guilty so that you're consuming that food with that energy. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to coat your food in a whole other energy that you imprinted, be careful of the ingredients in that concoction. Be mindful of it. That's all we're saying. So. Okay, so let's talk about the five unities of health. So, so this is what Divergence is willing to put out to its family. Because we've, we've had some comments. I'm surprised Divergence hasn't done this. Well, we do things. <laughs> We're just been waiting for the time to release it and what we want to release. These are our five unities. Vitamin C with baking soda. Number two, DMSO. If you haven't heard of it, it you're gonna <laughs> you wait. Number three, diatomaceous earth. That took me about a month to learn how to say. <laughs> number four, psyllium husk. And number five, iodine. Now, again, we are gonna release this for you so you can print it off. You're gonna have it. I'm gonna give you a few little extra things as will Darren in the background. This is where your notes come in because not everything's on slides. So let's talk about vitamin C with baking soda. Loved ones, 
studies have been going on since 1936. This is when they discovered that you can't take vitamin C without baking soda because your body can't absorb it. So what's that mean? The bioavailability of vitamin C by itself, it's way too acidic. When you're compounding an acidic environment, again, there's been a whack of uh, research, peer reviewed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So many, I just, let's just call them bad things, thrive in an acidic or in, or in a toxic environment. Cancer, number one. Acidic environment, sugars, carbs, things of this nature, coffee, uh, a lot of fruit, actually, as a matter of fact. So there's alkaline and then there's acidic loved ones. Yeah. So there's two different. Yeah. So I'm referring to the pH scale here. So again, I think neutral is about, what is it, six or seven in there somewhere. And then it's either acidic or alkaline from there. So we are aware of a, a number of, you know, alkaline style diets where we're trying to lower the acidity of our overall state of being. Again, this is more important than you think. But let's just talk about the acidic emotional charge now compounded with an acidic diet. You see how it doesn't take long to manifest a certain environment beautifully situated for disease. Hello, cancer. And I just want to just throw this out here real quick. Um, these modalities here that we've just thrown up, these top five, these are ones that Dean and I have actually had personal experience, experience with uh, to the extremes for three or four years now, maybe a little more in there somewhere where we've actually experimented pretty heavily with both of all of these. And I can say these five things are on this list for a reason, and these should not be overlooked. These should not be dismissed as, yeah, whatever's, because these are all cheap as borscht, and they are super effective, and they're available, and they're fast acting. You'll actually start feeling differences within three days. It is so worth a little bit of time, patience, and energy and attention here. We strongly encourage this. So go to your health food store, get some vitamin C in powder form. Then get some baking soda there too. Do not use Arm & Hammer, please. Yeah, allegedly, again, I mean, I know Arm & Hammer actually, and here's our disclaimer, they state or advertise now that there is no aluminum in our products. Well, the, I don't know. Well, we just go with the generic kind of more organic, less big corporate kind of style products. And the aluminum factor was a bit of an issue. Again, when we're trying to detox, and this is what iodine is for, right? Primarily to flush out heavy metals. When we're trying to keep heavy metals at bay, because we know, especially with recent events, you know, between 5G and the other concoction that people are doing this with, uh, the amount of barium and, and, and aluminum and all these, uh, you know, crazy heavy metals that we're drowning in, literally, sprays, foods, uh, everything that we touches our body has got a lot of these detrimental factors in their ingredient list. For whatever reason, big corporation thinks it's good for us. Well, we know otherwise. So again, an acidic environment does not bode well with vitamin C uptake. The, vit the vitamin C mixed with baking soda alkalizes it, puts it in a more neutral state. 
so that your body can more readily absorb it. Now, again, I can probably dig these up where it was either the CIA or the DEA or one of these alphabet agencies in the United States literally raided doctors' offices to confiscate their vitamin C stores because they were having successful results treating everything from cancer to AIDS and everything in between. I'm talking mega doses and vitamin C balanced for the bioavailable properties here with the baking soda. They, they Can you imagine CIA showing up and taking vitamin C from you and you're a doctor? I'm not making this up. Legitly happened. So again, vitamin C is super cheap. I think we're, you know, we're doing a, a container yay big by, you know, and it's, it's like 25 bucks. And it's so cheap. What are the proportions? So this is what Darren and I use. Not that we're saying you should use it, but it's. Oh, it's, this is one of the top game changers. This concoction. Well, the dimensions. So we use one oh, okay. yeah, teaspoon yeah. of vitamin C to a half a teaspoon of baking soda. So whatever you use for vitamin C, you do half of that amount for baking soda. But here's the thing. The first time I did this concoction, I was running for the bathroom. Yeah, I definitely don't suggest starting with a teaspoon and half a mm -hmm. teaspoon. Start with a half teaspoon of vitamin C and a quarter teaspoon of baking soda. It's always soda. half to half. So it, whatever you do with vitamin C is half of the baking soda. Yeah, or, or that's two to one. Right? Again, I didn't, I didn't do well in math. Or, or a quarter <laughs> teaspoon of vitamin C and an eighth of a teaspoon of baking soda. Remember, baking soda is always half of the amount of vitamin C. So what how many we, times a day? I typically do it in the mornings. First thing, as soon as you wake up, this is your, yeah, your so, regime. So you know, I'll do a big, you know, glug, 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 glug of this vitamin C mixture. So, so again, two cups. So two yeah, so three cups you're gonna do a big, a big fluid flush first thing in the morning, right? You're gonna push out a lot of the, whatever you accumulated over the nighttime. And now you're going to also drop in a whole whack of this vitamin C concoction. Again, I don't know if we went into a baking soda. Yeah. I don't know if we went into a whole lot of the medicinal effect of what this does, but here's what it does. It's an incredible, it's incredible for your metabolism. It's a fat burner. Like you wouldn't believe. So now we got the alkalizing properties. It's a painkiller. One of the best painkillers that you got going. It helps with the heavy metals and overall equilibrium balancing. It is just, it's probably in the top two for miracle healers. Whatever I, makes you sick, it's for it. Again, so again, we've all heard of, oh, you're, oh you feel a little scratch in your throat or a tickle. You feel that cold coming off. Oh, start dropping the vitamin C, the vitamin C, those little pills and tabs and, you know, all the capsules. Great, except it's not bioavailable. So now your next question is, well, Darren, can I take those little vitamin C caplets and like sprinkle those into my water and mix a little bit of baking soda in with that? Yeah. If you, if you don't want to just throw those, those pills in the garbage, sure. Break it up. Or, you know, like Darren, I got these orange flavored chewable ones that are about the size of a nickel. Can I bash those up and throw those into my glass of water, dissolve them, then can, add the baking just, soda? No, no. Go to your health food store. <laughs> We're telling you what we do. Moving on. <laughs> this is what happens. Baking soda with, with vitamin C. Huge. The baking soda neutralizes the vitamin C so your body can absorb it. That's why Jameson and all these oh, vitamin companies like, mm, yeah, take your vitamin C. Yeah, with no baking soda, oh. your body has no ability to absorb it. 
it's all, too acidic all of those brands they're all they so all, your body just goes i'm already i got too much acid in my body i just need to pee it out so when jody mentioned earlier if you got heartburn just take a bit of baking soda and water well we're suggesting if you're going to do that throw the vitamin yeah. c in with it okay yeah, yeah. so you can do you can do a little bit of digging on cancer patients that have got five days to live i'm serious head to toe cancer deathbed stuff yeah you better sign your will because you're done these types of individuals are walking out of hospitals three and five days later because the cancers subsided to the point where the doctors are oh my god this is a miracle it's literally that effective there's some big secrets around this loved ones so just start doing it feel your way through it can you overdose on it you'll know by your body yeah. why because you'll go to the bathroom yeah so, so just it, back it off let so, your body talk to you so it actually works as a pretty good bit of a flush in the morning to anything that your body didn't process well that you just got rid of in the morning the vitamin C is going to help to get rid of that. So again, if you are just starting with this, I don't recommend taking a big glass or two and then jumping in your car for a two hour commute to work. Don't do it. Do it on a Saturday morning and you Saturday and Sunday and be prepared to call in a little bit late on Monday, just to give your body two or three or four days to get assimilated to this. And it'll be a good indication on how acidic your body is. It, again, it, it's great. It'll actually re replace your coffee in the morning. By day three, you'll be thinking, yeah, you're right. You know, Darren, I don't feel that burn, that crash, that caffeine crash. I usually feel about 10 o'clock. I don't feel that because again, caffeine and coffee is a, is, it's a dehydrant, right? Like it, it dehydrates your, your body. Whereas the vitamin C, while it's bioavailable, you're hydrating, plus you're doing all this awesome medicinal stuff. So again, so with the vitamin C loved ones, it's the first thing you do in the morning, you take it on an empty stomach. This is not something you mix with coffees yeah, and don't mix food, empty stomach for at least 45 minutes. So half an hour to 45 minutes, yeah. if closer to 45, if you can, otherwise, if you drink this stuff in the 20 minutes, you have a meal again, expect to see that meal in about five minutes again. So give, wake <laughs> up, just make it part of your regime. Is this what you do? And we're going to introduce a couple things you can put in that drink so it's a concoction like you've never seen so let's introduce the second uh unity which is dmso okay do we have what this breaks down okay so dmso stands for dimethyl i think it's sodium something i'm trying it's dimethyl sulfoxide dimethyl sulfoxide Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Sorry. I, this is what happens when I don't read ahead. Okay. So anyway, this is again, another cheap and do research. Another, don't take our word for it. This is another cheap modality. It's the life juice of trees. Okay. This is a byproduct of the pulp and paper mill. When they cut trees down and they turn trees into paper, all that juice that gets squirted out of trees, they do something with it and they turn it into this. Now, this is another one of the miracle motherly elixirs it it's mother nature's avatar liquids this is an amplifier whatever you're about to put into your body take a few drops of this probably 10 minutes before your vitamin c drink another thing i do okay so here's my morning routine i take a shot glass Okay, this is when it doesn't have tequila in it. I'll put two drops of iodine 
And usually this is the nascent, it's called nascent iodine or the Which food, getting to. or the food grade iodine that you can buy at the health, health food source. I'll do two drops of iodine, five drops of DMSO, and then I'll top up the shot glass with water, preferably the non-chlorinated stuff. That's what I wake up to. Him. Yeah. It, if you've ever drank water from a garden hose, it has that rubbery garden hose taste. It's been so you'll remember that as a kid. Okay. Garlic-y. So it's kind of weird. It's not great. Okay. We're going to put that on the record. It's not great. It's not great, but you know what? It's life saving. So just know what it is. Just, yeah. Just realize, yeah, it doesn't, it's, I mean, it's, it's doable. It's not that bad, but this point is, okay. So this is some kind of magical tree juice that has got something in it that amplifies everything else that it comes into contact with. Can I tell you what that is? It's called a crystalline derivative. Okay, sure. It's made of crystals. It's crystal juice from trees. (laughs) There's something you're, think of that. You're squeezing out the life juice of trees that have been here for so long. That are, you know, uptaking all their nutrients from the ground this process is doing something to this fluid that comes out of the trees while they're being turned into paper and we have a website i will attach it you can go and check it out kim it's in our notes so if you can want to drop it right into the the chat there but it will help you see all of the benefit again we're not here to preach about this it is just part of our routine because it's there's something to it. It has a resonance. It has yeah, a garlicky taste to it again. So if you want to dilute it, you can't. We said that's why it's just like garlic. Just again, have the whole family do it and you're fine. Again, I, I put it in a shot glass. Well, if you put that into a glass this big full of water, try you almost don't even know it's there. So I did want to touch on this though. Again, because I'm, this is important, because I'm talking about it being an amplifier, what I'm suggesting here is this. If you're on any type of pharmaceutical medication. You actually have to wean yourself off of that stuff for a little while. Here's why. Because when you do the DMSO drops and you go take uh, 25 milligrams of something, something normally throughout your day. Like an Ativan, a sleeping medication. Okay, so now the DMSO is going to multiply that by about four. So now it would be almost the equivalent as you taking four of these these sleeping medications, even though you're only taking the one pill. The DMSO, for some reason, amplifies the shit out of everything else. And here's another example. If you get uh, DMSO on your finger and then you go touch garlic or something else, you'll literally be able to taste the garlic. That's how fast the DMSO runs through your entire system and gets to something like your taste buds. So here's where I'm going with this one. Do not take your DMSO and then in 10 minutes go have a great big sugar fix or like a triple espresso because now the dmso is going to amplify that stuff three to four times so if you mix this stuff with pharmaceutical grade medications it could kill you or yeah you go i'm just i'm just trying to be extreme it probably wouldn't kill you but it could make it could make you sick okay so i'm just going to suggest wean yourself off of the other stuff before you start introducing these things because you could imbalance the ratios here it's an avatar liquid from mother nature so if you are very highly in injected with the 3d forms of medical healing there's a certain balance that has to take place before 
you put too much of this in your system. So please be careful. And there's no, and you know, and can't, okay, so now again, the next thing is, okay, can you overdose on DMSO? I used to take a cap full and put it in my drinks, never mind five drops. But I used to apparently emit this garlic-like odor that was so bad, some of my coworkers used to complain. And again, these are construction guys. Darren, oh my God, I can't, you smell like garlic so bad, I can't even work with you anymore. It's like, dude, I don't care if it offends your vulnerable sensibilities. I'm doing it for my health. So if you don't like it, wear a mask. I'm not done. Another friend of mine in Dean's, guy was bald, as in like lost it all at an early age. He was mega dosing on this stuff too, probably in the neighborhood of a cap of a cap full a day. He, while he was at work, he got called into the office by his boss, kind of like that Julia story where boss says to this friend of ours, Hey, you stink. You got to stop whatever it is you're doing. Cause every, all the guys are complaining and buddy's like, well, you know, I'm trying to do this for my health, this, that, and the other two months later, this guy's hair is starting to grow back. Now the boss wants to know what it is it is he's taking. So even though you stink, I can see the guy he'd take his hat off. Like, look, I was bald and now I got half an inch of hair all over my head. Oh, see how things right. So and this is the reason I'm attaching this website. Because if you start digging a little, which I did, you're gonna find out about DMSO. And it was stopped in the 60s because apparently a test bunny became farsighted. Is that really? Yeah, really. I was, I was, I did want to, I was like, wow, I can't put this, but I'm going to say it, do some research. It's in here. And then apparently one woman passed away from overdosing on DMSO, but no autopsy was ever done on her. So anytime you come up against these kind of interesting things and the pharmaceutical companies they can't patent dmso it's like trying to patent water so they shut it down so anytime it's like anytime it's good for you they say it's illegal right so again go do your own research on this just know it is our is my morning concoction that he brings me in a shot glass so yes okay so back to that yeah so we'll do that shot five drops of DMSO, two drops of iodine, topped up with water, wait 10 to 15 minutes, and then we'll do our vitamin C drink. But now you only need half the amount of vitamin C and half the amount of baking soda to have the same effect because now you're getting it amplified by like four times in the background. And we're still doing a teaspoon of vitamin C and a half a teaspoon of baking soda for that. Now, if you wanna add a little extra goodness, allow us to introduce you to diatomaceous earth. It is the second most prevalent element that we have here in earth school after oxygen. So understand we have oodles of it for everyone. Super cheap. You can get apps. You can go to your health food store and get a bucket of it for like $20. Get it from the health food store. Do not Mm. go to your hardware store and get the garden variety of diatomaceous earth that you sprinkle on your plants to keep the bugs off of it that chemical or that product is cut with other chemicals that you don't want to be putting into your body okay so yeah so for instance for ants there's a diatomaceous earth that's not for ingestion you want to go to the health food store and again you get buckets of it it's cheap it's made from tiny fossilized plankton seashells 
seashells, which contain something called silica. So Darren introduced this to me a year ago, and I missed this in all of my teachings. It's not out there. So hear this. We are going from carbon-based life forms to silica-based life forms. This is part of the great ascension. Computer chips are made from silica-based quartz. They're, uh, they're not made from carbon-based stuff. So let, let's back that up. So your physical body is switching is mostly made of silica right now. It's found all in your throat, it's, your body. It's mostly made of carbon, but now we want to be introducing silica to help it evolve to the silica crystalline based form. It's actually a lot of crystal. Silica is quartz loved ones. It's silicon or quartz is made from silicon dioxide. So what this is actually meaning is that silica is within all of the connective parts of our brain, of our tissue. We know we're mostly made of water. Well, the rest of us is made from silica, which is crystals, which is quartz. So when we start ingesting this more, when we talk about crystalline light, that's what silica is. It's a bunch of quartz crystals, but now we can actually ingest them. The earth has made it so that we can put this into our bodies. So we can start putting more crystals into our body. And so what does it immediately do? This stuff, it's like little tiny microscopic shards of glass. This glass goes into your system. And it literally starts chopping up parasites and bugs and pathogens and all kinds of bad, nasty little critters as it's scrubbing your entire body on the way out. It also deposits and leaves behind a whole bunch of this silica residue that our body actually is either a trace element or it's a primary element that our body needs. Again, it's another one that our body doesn't create on its own. It needs it as an outside source. So you don't want to be breathing this stuff in. Take a deep breath. Go. Yeah. Do your mixing. It's, it's fine if it gets in. It's like razor blades. Yeah, you don't want to be breathing it into it. Shreds your lungs. So be very careful with your children and when you're using this. It's a fine, fine powder. It's like it's kind of chalky. It's got a little bit of a grittiness to Again, it. It doesn't taste good. Yeah, it doesn't taste that great. That's why I just put it in my vitamin C and I slam it all. That's yeah. one of the things I put in there. So again, the diatomaceous earth how much well i've experimented where i've done up to like a hefty teaspoon like a heavy almost a small tablespoon into a drink in the morning i could do that for a little while and then i started to get headaches from it so now i've had to back off and i'm going to suggest now i probably don't do much more than i don't know half a teaspoon in a serving i'd rather do a little bit less per serving and have a another serving of it if not two more throughout the day so again back to the vitamin c stuff i would start with one a day but then after a week you know you could go to two and then after another week or two go to three one in the morning one in the afternoon and one before bed if you get to that point again your body will assimilate it'll adapt it'll it'll compensate you'll be surprised at how soon he has a lot of crystalline light in him so when he consumes too much he gets headaches you for most of our loved ones, you will not get headaches. I take close to two tablespoons. 
my one today was close to two tablespoons. I don't get headaches. If you, if we're of a vibration where we need more crystalline light in our bodies, we can consume more. I'm getting that our children, the crystals, the rainbows, they don't, again, they don't need as much of it. So if they get headaches, it's, it's too much coming in. And this stuff, and, it out. and this stuff is a powder. Again, you could like sprinkle it in your oatmeal. Or you could, you don't have to just mix it into fluids and drink it. You could spread it on all kinds of stuff and you wouldn't even know it's there. So tons of flexibility with the application of these things. You get creative, yeah. you know, all good. You put it in your smoothie, absolutely. You can put it in your toothpaste. If you got to do those coconut, because it's a slight abrasive, put it in your coconut uh, thieves toothpaste concoction. All good. Yeah, with your coconut oil, for sure. It's great. Along with your baking soda. But the more silica that we can consume, it's going to enhance our psychic abilities, loved ones. It's going to help our Kundalini. It's going to open our third eye. It's going to... Actually, th these little sand crystals, they clear and stimulate your pineal gland. It's that gland in your brain that we're trying to clear because the elites have been trying to attack it, calcify it. So you, if you want to know some aids in helping to decalcify it, to stimulate and clear it, there you go. So again, just one more add on here. Uh, the silica, it's, it's a, one of the key components for creating collagen. And collagen, as you know, uh, women with, you know, trying to maintain youthful skin, collagen, teeth, eyes, bones, uh, gums, all of that Hair. stuff. Collagen is super good. It maintains that elasticity so that you maintain just overall well-being way farther in advanced years than someone who doesn't take this stuff. Your nails, your hair. And again, it's I'm not... collagen. In the cheapest form ever. Yeah, it's... You're welcome. <laughs> Next. Psyllium husk. Uh, a lot of these health recommendations, I'm not a super fan of. This one is one of them. Kim and Darren love psyllium husk. They actually like it to, to mix in the water so it becomes, what's it called? Like almost like a light oatmeal. It, oh, becomes a texture. <laughs> I need to slam it. Like I said, I do a concoction. I just get it in me, it's done. Because as it sits These two, like, as, it, as it sits in water, it kind of expands and kind of turns into a whole other organism. So we like to, I, yeah, I like to almost have to eat it with a spoon later. I don't know, that's kind of weird, but. But psyllium is a bulk forming laxative. So what that means is it swells up after it's in your stomach. And if you leave it in your water for too long, again, it starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> so this is why it's so great to take with the vitamin C and with all the other uh, additives that we're encouraging here is because it'll give you a sense of being full yeah, you can in the morning. You can literally skip breakfast with this one. And it's a gel-like substance. It can easily glide through your system. It allows your body to remove, or it, it removes toxins from your intestines. Yeah, it's, it's a movement in the morning. A, Let's just put it that way. It's, it's, it's a movement of movements. And again, you're welcome. It's fiber. So, you know, you'd have all these other on, uh, you know, over the counter or off the shelf products that promote fiber to promote regularity, to help you go to the bathroom. Well, the 
the fiber that they're talking about in those products is psyllium. So you don't need to go buy those third party products when you can actually just get the active ingredient that gets the job done right here. The third parties are dirty. Yeah, they're always going to. They mix things. Yeah. We're trying to make this simple for you, loved ones. We're trying to take you back to the, the old way of doing things. And that's why it's very important with psyllium husk, you drink lots of water because it goes into your system and then expands. You have to drink lots of fluids with it, especially if you take it in the morning. Okay. And our fifth and final one, iodine. Iodine is an essential mineral, loved ones. And an essential mineral means that your body needs it to be able to function in a healthy manner. Um. I was talking to Dean the other day, well, about a month ago. I remember him telling us the story where he's out with his work environment. He's really surrounded by a lot of Wi-Fi. And he was telling me about how he just started to feel sick and sick and sick and, and he sick. And pale. He, uh, he didn't look good. At first, we thought, oh, it must, be the, it must be the vid, right? We thought it was that. But he thought, no, you know what? Something. He woke up one morning and something told him, no, get back on the iodine because it's radiation poisoning from all the all the Wi-Fi. And he, like I said, he wasn't feeling good at all. Within that morning and then one more dose at nighttime, he said he felt 85% better like that just from two doses of the iodine. Now, how long do we take the iodine for, Darren? Well, I'll do it for about a month and then I'll take a month off and then I'll do it for another month. Again, I don't listen to yourself. Yeah, you'll just kind of know you don't. You probably, if you were only taking two drops a day, you probably could just take that every day. If you're taking five or 10 drops at a time, okay, well, that's going to be a different story. But again, we want to be just moderating or just going with the flow with these things. Do them for a little bit and then take a break just to see the difference, see how your body reacts. And then, you know, you'll be guided with a better understanding or wisdom as to how to use these things properly. So again, the iodine here is, is great for heavy metals. It's, it's great for all kinds of healing modalities. Uh, again, as an radiation, x-rays, EMFs. Yeah. So as an essential uh, mineral, it, it is um, purifying in nature. It is attacking bad stuff inside of us. Again, you know, might, you might remember your grandma, if you ever got a cut, grandma always, always chasing you around with the iodine, wanting to put iodine in your cut and you thought it stings real bad. So you made sure grandma never catches you. Well, as it turns out again, Iodine is another one of these little miracle healers where again, two drops mixed in with the DMSO turns those two drops into like 10. So you can really reduce the consumption of these things when we actually support them with the DMSO. The DMSO, again, it's one of the, it's the foundation to all of these things. It's just incredible when you start stacking these things up three to five days You'll be like, wow, actually, I do feel a little better. I am sleeping a little better. I'm not as frazzled all day. I seem to be able to cope with everything a little bit better. I have higher energy levels. I don't need coffee. Da, 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 and the list goes on. Start documenting that shit, though, as you start doing it, because we want to hear it. I've been through it, and I know what it was like. I'm telling you my versions, but again, we would like to hear yours. This is about free radicals, EMFs, repairing damaged cells, the whole radiation we're touching our phones, loved ones all the time. We're around computers and just we're, our bodies are inundated with energy that was programmed to malfunction you. <laughs> so this is now about giving your body a chance. So when you walk out now, your body's like, mm, okay, 
it gives you a chance in this matrix so you can get high enough of a, of a vibration where you can start doing your extra work. You, we can't even take you to healing your pain until you're at a place physically in this world where you can handle it. So this is why we're giving you these tools in the manner in which we are. So you can first identify them, start building your meat suit, this physical body. So it gets to a level where it's of a higher vibration. When you're feeling better and all your organs are happy and your mind is coming online and you're feeling clean, your potential is so off the chart at this point that you're capable of miraculous healings just within yourself. Now, again, I slash we do all of these things. Now, this doesn't mean do these things in the morning and then still go back to your, your I eat four chocolate bars a day and two bags of chips and da, 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 da. We're trying to suggest your loved ones reduce your garbage intake if you're going to start doing any of these things because why would you want to be double-minded you know you're trying to be super healthy here and then you're still eating you know three big macs again three you know moderation is going to be important now here here's a little story um i've experimented with these things to the point where okay again like dean and i used to build houses that was our profession. Now, again, building houses means all the concrete, all the framing, all the roofing, everything. So we were pretty in shape to begin with. And I would eat typically, you know, in a breakfast, a lunch, a snack after lunch, and then dinner, and then a snack before bed. Dean kind of came to me with the, hey, you know what? Get on the vitamin C, try the carnivore diet, and now switch to one meal a day. Watch what happens. I was like, yeah, whatever. But after what you know, after three days, I was like, "Shit, dude, you were right." I didn't think that I would have the energy levels to maintain building a house at the pace we do and survive. But we did, and as a matter of fact, I was able. My pace quickened. I felt better. I felt less fatigue. I was sleeping better. Everything started to fall in line while I was on some of these little medicinal help alls. And then I, then I start going, I go and experiment. Okay, well, if I am taking these good things, let's go eat cheeseburgers for a week. Let's see what happens. Why? Because I love cheeseburgers. You know what? I lost more weight. I've never felt better. So I'm not recommending you go do that, but I'm just saying I did. And pizza, spaghetti, cheeseburgers, potato chips, all that stuff. I was fine. Now, in moderation, well, I even stretched that a little bit. Again, I'm not a one cheeseburger kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> um, but point is, again, push this. If we're going to push this, don't try to cheat. Don't abuse it. Don't abuse this. Oh, not with it. If I'm getting super healthy over here and I can be even more abusive over here, that's not what we're trying to do. But do you know. something different. Just decide. Do something different. Try some of this. Introduce it into your life. Notice how you feel, how you sleep. And here's another thing. I don't recommend jumping in and doing all these things all at once. Because now you know what? Now you're not going to know what's really doing the trick. Ah, do the vitamin C for 10 days. Start with that. See how that works. And then introduce the DMSO with the iodine. Then do that for 10 days. See how things go. Then 
then do the psyllium, then, you know, da, 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 da. So we're letting you into a piece of our life so that you know what we are putting into our bodies to help with the ascension process. That's what this is about. And you are going to know it if it's working by how you feel and how you look. This is a big thing, loved ones. 5D is a look and a feel. It's high energy. It's, it's, and your it's, body reflects that. It's, it's beautiful energy. It's you not low. It's not garbage. If you look and feel like garbage, because you're living, you're still participating in 3D. So this is about, again, getting lighter, getting more aligned, getting in tune, seeing what your body wants. And again, just like equity, we're very much 70-30. We're 70% now with our diet, 30%. But when we do that, we take out the energy of it. We take out the poison of it. We take out the heaviness of it yeah, so that we don't feel the effects. Yeah, of and again, it. again, this is where if Darren goes and eats a whole bag of Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar potato chips, does he feel guilty afterwards? No. He literally doesn't. And, but, then I go but, put, and then I go wait, and then I go put the empty bag back in the cab, uh, back in the cupboard to make it look like there's some in it and rolls it all up. Thanks. Yeah. So the point is, is I look at him like what? But if you understand that everything is energy, that this is just a school of illusion, that anything you are putting in your body, anything you're, you, you can be a wizard with that energy, you can remove the toxins. That's why anytime I, especially with like a, a turkey or meat, because we eat a lot of meat, I instantly connect. I can tell right by the meat I'm buying if it was properly released into this world. Most were not. They wanted to make sure if it, you were gonna in, ingest meat, that it was gonna be filled with fear. And toxicity. <laughs> And this is why you can take a moment just to put your hands on anything, fruit, vegetables, meat, a, a burger, anything. You can literally infuse it with love and light and remove all the toxins. You have that ability. And then when you ingest it, you're going to actually find that you're not going to want as much of it. You're going to start to resonate with realizing everything is just a, it's like another piece moving around the game. Is this how you play it? Our overall, how much you attach to it? Yeah, Our overall attitude here plays a tremendous role and dictates our behaviors. So just a couple of tweaks and pushes and nudges and nips and tucks here and there. Alignments. A lot of, you know, some like alignments. Connecting some dots. Because again, there's no point in trying to get our minds online between spirituality and equity. If we have a terrible, you know, eating habits, we got to start bringing all these things together. And then socially, you're going to just be at a whole different realm. And again, this is even considered a social setting right here. Interacting with others. You're more confident. You've never felt better. Again, I'll be 50 this year. And I'm just as strong as I was when I was 18. And I don't lift weights. I know some of these videos, my sweaters make me look <laughs> like I got a tire going on here. But no, I don't. And again, attitude is so important. It is so important. We can make such progress so fast when we have a happy attitude and we love ourselves 
And while we're sharing ages, I'm 46, proudly. And I have been told I do look younger, but I've also been doing a lot of energy work for a long time. I learned a long time ago to let go of energy that wasn't serving me, that wasn't mine. And when your body doesn't have to work so hard at trying to process energy that's other people's, that doesn't belong to you, that needs to go, that's not served, all of that, that's when your wings can finally come out. This is why we're trying to introduce these courses. Your wings can't come out until you get light enough. And if you got to be vegan, so be it. As long as it serves you. If you're weak, if you're not feeling good, if you're needing something, don't let that box you in. Be fluidic in your, pro, in your 4D. We call this the 4D. You're not a 5D. It's a 4D of finding your way in this. Yeah, okay. Just, I just want to touch on that again. Again, when, when Jody was mentioning back earlier, when a lot of the trendy light workers out there today on social media state for an un, unequivocal fact, you have to be vegan or you have to be a vegetarian. Well, if we are talking solely and strictly about ascending and being clean, I'm going to suggest this. The gatekeepers would rather you eat meat and not act in person than be a vegetarian and a vegan acting in person committing sin. See the difference? It's all how we're looking at things, loved ones. Trust me, acting in person and, and, and intercoursing in filth is way more frowned upon by our father than if, if you eat meat. There. Eating meat's not on the Ten Commandments, I don't believe. No, I don't think so. But, but breaking the first commandment is definitely in part of the first part of the commandments. It sure is. Mm -hmm. So again, context here, loved ones, context. It's all context. No boxes, no more titles. Don't let anyone confine you to your spiritual path. If it feels right for you, do it. If you're in pain, figure out why. We're gonna help you with that. Isolate where it's where it's at. You have enough tools to give it light and healing right now, period. You do. How do I get rid of it? We've given you enough to sustain you because this is all being released as it needs to be. And we're going to the next level. So make sure you got your tools, make sure they're sharpened. Make sure you're pulling them out and dumping them once in a while and pulling, using them. You got to clean your tools, charge your batteries, sharpen things up, grease parts here and there, blow the dust off of stuff. You know, if you've got cracked housings, you know, uh, if that tool, if that cord, if Bean left that cord to drill out in the rain again, I'm going to probably go pick that drill because when I go climb up the ladder and I hit the trigger and it doesn't work, I get kind of mad. How do I go, go all the way back down the ladder and go get the drill that works? You see what I mean? Keep your tools in check. Maintenance. And do a, a present inventory all yeah. the time. Tool maintenance is important. Okay, loved ones, that's all we have for you right now. We are going to leave you to Ravina and Kim to turn over your cards, to speak about how this is resonating with you. Any questions will be in the background so we can take a little break. Until then. Love you, everybody. All right. If you want to turn over your cards, if you want to, oh, you're slightly blurry, Jess. If you want to tell us what resonates, 
especially with the intention you set when you pulled it, just raise your hand and then we can um, unmute you. Um, so this card is have faith in your dreams. And this is actually the third time I've pulled this in about a week. <laughs> um, so yeah, once again, a reminder. So what exactly, what part of that card resonates with you right now or with today? Um, um, so the colors again are the like the purple and sort of greeny blues that have keep coming up um, and have faith in my dreams. So remembering that um, anything that I put my mind to and I focus my energy into um, can come to fruition if I stay focused. Thank you. And I love that you're keeping track because we know that a few loved ones have been pulling the same cards over and again. And that's, that's a message in itself. There's a message in the card and they're like, oh, hey, we're going to show off some more. Here's another. It's like a message sandwich is what you're getting. Dave, would you like to share your card? Yeah, I got this card here. It's it's the root. It's called just the root card. And um, you know, we talked a lot about the root tonight. Um, it, it talks about where do you, where do you wish to uh, take your well, where do you wish to take root and grow? Um, and it, it it brings up uh, the, basically your um, uh, ancestors, uh, the foundation, and uh, review folklore that has influenced you since you were a child. Are you honoring your past, not only the successes, but the failures that made you who you are today? So yeah, it really resonated with me um, in, in, our, in our talk tonight. Can I ask you which part resonated most? with you uh, from that message or the root or anything from the course today? Yeah, I would say getting, getting back to, um, you know, my, my, uh, my child, the, the little, the little you knowing that I know there's, there's things that are need to be resolved, you know, from my past. So it's, it's going back to the roots. And uh, so there's confirmation. And uh, very, very uh, right on, right on target, you know, pretty amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And we look forward to hearing more about your many healings. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Would anyone else like, you can. Joanne's got a fancy new mouse, so I had to get used to it. Now, this is the exact same one I pulled the other day, which is really strange to me because we do have a 70 card deck and I don't pull a card every day. So uh, it is read between the lines, I think, or the spaces between the words, pardon me. So <laughs> spaces between the words. And last uh, few days ago when I pulled this, I, I felt that it was talking about the space between the words, like on a page, read between the lines or to, um, 
to fill in what's not spoken and what's not there to be able to see what else might be. Uh, and the picture had, at that time also, I, I thought it kind of uh, reminded me of uh, Darren when he was talking about us being the glue and it kind of looked like there was uh, a glue between the grains of wood. But just now it occurred to me also that the spaces between the words on a page is, is where the light is. There is no darkness. That this is a blank uh, space to be able to have uh, new things come through. That's really so good. That I thought that was pretty, that, that just occurred to me in the, in the last two minutes. So uh, yeah, it, it's uh, uh, the opportunity for new things to come through. I, I like what you said about the spaces are white in their light, because as you were talking, they showed me that the spaces hold a space. They hold an energy and they have such a purpose as well. We're so focused on the writing, but if you watch a title and then you space and you indent and you do all these things, that holds so much energy. And I know that you guys are saying, oh, it's, I'm surprised I pulled the same card. Are you really surprised though? Are we? Because I think we're used to it now. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. That's really, and it wasn't just for you. This is a general message for all of the families. Thank you for sharing. Joanne, did you have a card? Yeah, I'll yeah. just. Oh. I have falling. Oh, I don't know if you can see it or not. Falling. Third time. <laughs> so I, I'm going to read you the words because I like the way it's written. You may fear, fear you are falling, but it's just your soul diving deeper into the ocean of bliss as you are sensing parts of your life flying away from you. I love that the, the dichotomy of falling, leaping, choosing, plunging in. So you might think it's the falling, but it's the leaping with faith. It's that part that Jody talks about, the we. Yeah. I think you're weeing a lot and this kind, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Thank you. I was just going to point out something when you said Nick and Joanne that you picked this for the third time um, the thought that came to mind was how about your intention when you pick the card is that the same or changes when you pick it just to see the relation to your intention and how that relates to that it was uh, just a quick question for you. <laughs> Okay, so for me, I actually didn't even think to set an intention at this point. Joanne had shuffled the deck, so I guess I missed that part of it. And there was the one card kind of sticking out, and it was halfway down. So I just ended up taking it. It was more like it was kind of pointed to me. You know what I mean? It almost popped it out on its own. So, yeah. My, my intention was for the meeting tonight, and I think I've been really clear in, in past gatherings indicating that I'm – really enjoying being exposed to new new skills, new tools. And tonight was just another opportunity for me to gather more. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. And I just want to touch on Jessica, you commented, there are many messages we need to hear again, but it's, it might be the same card, but as you ascend, you're in a different position. The message resonates differently. And I think that's also part, that's a beautiful part of the journey. It's like, oh, I had this message, 
but now I'm seeing it this way and this way. So well, absolutely, because when you're talking about um, parts of your life flying away, even in just seven days, much of that can have changed significantly, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll call uh, Monica. Hi guys. Um, so the card I got is out of the Universal Laws deck and it's, it says Lotus. And it says the flowering of the higher self includes knowledge, love and sacrifice. I flower. Now I actually had to look up the word sacrifice because in my mind, it means giving something up, you know, losing something. And so when I looked it up, I was reminded that it's also an offering made to the divine. That's also a sacrifice, whether it's um, uh, giving a plant or something, some offering love, whatever, that you're, you're giving something to the divine. And it says, I flower. And so that, to me, is, is meaning that um, I have every intention of doing these protocols. <laughs> and um, a lot of it was about decalcifying the pineal gland. And it's to me confirmation that by following the protocols, I will get the outcome that I'm seeking, which is greater light and a better functioning pineal gland. Thank you. <laughs> did you did you want to share more? Oh, that's it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I like that. Yes. And we want to touch on the, the power of your intention. So Nick, you said that the card was like pointed at you and was looking at you. So can you imagine if you had come in with even more intentions and that would come up? So it's it's a way of supercharging everything all the time. And for me now, it's everything I do is charged with an intention. I'm like, oh, this, oh, that, oh, that. And then I, there's a funny story with the intention that I set and the card that I pulled as well. So I thought it was, there's a lot of coincidences or synchronicities with that. Yeah. So perfect. Uh, Barry, did you want to share? Yeah. Uh, the word that's been floating around with me all day since uh, early this morning is sharpened. And and I found that pretty interesting that here we are at the end of the day and Darren was talking about sharpening your tools. And I talked with Scott earlier today about sharpening. And it's just been, it's just been going on. I, I talked about it with my wife earlier today about something that was going on with sharpening and sharpening. It's a word that's been going on and everything that went on tonight really reflected to me that word back at me, sharpen, 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 even sharpen your diet, sharpen your, sharpen your pineal, sharpen your wit, sharpen your creativity, sharpen your chakras, sharpen, sharpen, sharpen. In every case, it's sharpen these things. So uh, that, that's what's echoing through me right now, this, this word, this uh, compelling, I guess, sharpen. Very interesting even with what uh, Nick said about the space between the words. Sharpen, sharpen your, your vision, sharpen your sight, sharpen everything about it. It was just a cool word. It, it's funny how you said sharpen your vision because right before you said it, that's literally all I got, sharpen your vision. 
as well. So it's thank you for touching because we're talking about cards, but the messages you get throughout the day, the synchronicities, they're there. And the more attuned you get to them, the more it just helps you, you know, guide. You're like, okay, I must be on this timeline. I must be doing that. And synchronicities like that are are the best. And like they say, source likes to show off. Your team really likes to show off. Like everybody who's picking the same card over and over again, or when you're like, I bet you I'm gonna pick this card. As you're shuffling, it pops out. They like to show off very much. So I thank you for touching on the sharpen because it's nice to have a different perspective on how you can get your messages. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Ravina, is there anything you'd like to add? <laughs> I was uh, I was just going back to I keep thinking of the intentions and it's um, what came to mind was the when we set the intentions and we get answers from source it's somehow a validation what either what we're doing or what we are required to keep doing so and as uh, Joanne was saying you know uh, every time she actually get the card and gets to the new teachings and keeps repeating the same card it's a validation of what she's doing and how she's doing it and what she needs as well so it is it is very important that we set up those intentions because it gives us an idea where we stand as well and actually how really relates to that intention each of the words instead of and how really resonates to that. So th- that just came before um, the importance of uh, intentions. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because for me, intentions was something that I really needed to work with. And lately I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this and run. And it was something that I know that you, Ravina, you just, you took it and ran. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to trot along. But now I'm like, wow holy cow, is this an amazing tool? And also we've talked about this a few times, but asking, giving your team permission and asking your angels that I started doing that a lot more. Hi team, can you please help me with this? Can you please help me with that all day long? So that coupled with the sources you're getting your messages from and your intentions, I've noticed a quantum jump. And I also feel closer to all of my tools and my teams. And um, it's something that I really wanted to put on the record because it took me a little bit longer to put together. And now I'm like, oh, I got to tell everybody about this. And you might be, I know, but I'm like, this is amazing, you guys. I just finally put it together and I put it in sixth gear. So I want to put that out there too. So ask your team. They love it. I, I ask for things anywhere from, please give Jody and Darren, great internet service <laughs> during the Zoom to please help me, you know, find the resource, find this. I need, I want to put, for example, the spiritual toolkit sheet I wanted to put together today. It came together in two minutes. I asked my team, I said, hey, I really want to put this out. Can you help me put it together? I don't remember putting it together. I think they did it all. I was literally a meat suit bystander the whole time. So thank you. Would anybody else like to share? Oh, go ahead, Tag. I just wanted to say about the intention because I wanted to bring this just before Nick shared the Word document that we're going through and um, on 
the equity side. I was just thinking, because I had the PDF and I said, I really need this in Word. I want this in Word, do something. And literally like I wake up and I find your documents in there like in Word. And I'm like, that easy, just need to ask. And the source will provide somehow. Uh, so it's really good. And I do that often. I often do that because uh, to ask the source and they all, they, they just are they ready. It's like they, as Kim said, in standby. So yeah, so that's all I needed to add. That's a fact. It literally happened. <laughs> I was there too for that. And I was very happy because I didn't have to do it. It, oh, it was done. I was, I was as excited as Ravina. Now, um, this is something, I'm just gonna take you guys to that Alchemy of Healing website, just to kind of show you what it looks like and how easy it is to navigate. Um, we will include a PDF too, which has even more, but this app, this website is great. Save it on your phone in your settings and you can flip through it very quickly. So um, I'll just go to the top here and it's alphabetical, very straightforward. Like you say, it has the symptom and then the reasonings behind it that you're probably gonna be like, no. When Jody was like, oh no, I was big for that. I would look up a symptom and I was like, oh, has nothing to do with me. Two days later, I'm eating very humble pie, a big slice of humble pie. So I've learned that the more I say, this isn't for me, the more it is, except now I don't wait two days. I go and I sit and I feel with it. So we were talking and they really wanted me to go here about heartburn. Because I used to have an epic amount of heartburn and I'm like, I'm not afraid of anything. Are you though? Are you really not afraid of anything? Cue humble pie. But now instead of stretching that out and questioning it, I'm just like, I'm gonna go sit. But now I've also learned to couple it with a lot of solar oils, <laughs> colored oils. I think that's pretty much my main mode right now. So do you guys have any questions about using this or anything we covered today? Do you wanna share how you felt? Good or bad, you know, it might have pushed some triggers and that's okay. If you wanna talk about those, we absolutely can. Everyone is healthy and untriggered. Very can I just good. ask? Oh, yeah. okay. go ahead. Um, in my background, of um, Christianity background, we've, it's been, a, 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 I don't know if it's a misrepresentation, but the, of the kundalini type spirit. And it actually has a, a, a vibration for me that I don't know much about it, but what I do know, it was always a no-no. So that makes sense. Okay, um, touching on Kundalini, it has been following me. Books have literally like pretty much hopped out of stores and online for me to touch on. It, my knowledge isn't in depth enough, but I know because it's been mentioned a few times tonight and one mm. by you right now. And today I saw six books that were like, buy me and you should probably read me before the meeting. And now I'm like, mm, I should have. 
And there's Jody. <laughs> okay, so hear me, sister, on this one. Kundalini, I know. It's got, why? Because it's wrapped up in a serpent. So anytime, this is what's amazing of, of, about this matrix. Satan has taught us that a snake is bad. Literally, anytime we think of a snake, oh, deception, careful. Now, if there's that side, then we know in this earth school, there's this side. So let's talk this side. When you think of a snake, if you've ever watched a snake, it's acrobatic, it can move, it can move in ways that it shouldn't be able to. And when something begins to stir, call it a snake, call it a fire if you want to. You have to call it a fire until you don't attach to the word of, so Kundalini, again, because you're, I noticed your language and how you said that because this is the way it is. Why? It, so this is part of, okay, if that's your belief system, your culture, your background, your, your family, let's go back to the root of that. Where, where is that root system? Who told you what's backing it? It's not, well, my mom said it to I heard it when I was playing, when I was five, my aunt's talking in the background. That doesn't quite mm, hold a foundation. So it's about going back and saying, okay, Kundalini, where did you first hear it? Where, where were you first initially imprinted with that? And we have, in order for us to move forward, we have to go back to the the initial impact, let's call it, the initial imprint where the programming in you went, mm -hmm, this is what I believe. So that you can go back to that and work your, yourself through that. So that as we begin to speak of more Kundalini, it's just a a very good visual aid of a serpent, a, a rising, an awakening as everything aligns because the snake can't jump from the root to the third eye. It, it, it has to, it can't just all of a sudden, okay, I'm gonna put a piece of me here and a piece of me there. No, the snake has to come up and rise. That's the Kundalini. So thank you for bringing that up because this is about triggers. So if you have a trigger on a word, it means you have an attachment to a word. You have a cord. So now it's about, okay, well, I clearly have a cord because, wow, I had an emotional response to that. My feathers got fluffed. 
So now it's like, okay, I feel the cord. I'm going to go back, follow the cord to the initial. Wow, you know what? Actually, I don't even remember. Half the time, you have the. That's wrong. That's not according to my beliefs. Why? I don't know, but I feel firmly about it. That doesn't count. Satan loves that shit. No, come on. Let's go to the point of belief. When did the point of belief happen? This is going to be huge, family. As we bust through, as we move through our... That's not what I thought. There's going to be a lot of that. If you're not getting that, it's coming. There should be a lot of... That's not how I remember it. Okay, well, how do you remember it? How do you actually know it to be? And now let's go back to that place. Teach me. So that's the thing, Judy. If I actually said, why? Why? A lot of us go, I don't know. I do know where I saw it. Oh, perfect. I, I wasn't brought up um with any knowledge about any i just thought it, it as i it's only a few years ago and some people said to me about yoga and that spirit um kundalini being a, a bad thing a negative thing and so i don't know if these are people that lived in that world and then became christian or whatever it was i don't know they just had a negative energy around it and then actually i was going through my <laughs> discovery phase on the internet you know like flat earth and all of that stuff and I came across this guy who had some videos and he said he said that um you know I don't know if you remember um anyway I do in the 80s and they had the revival of the holy spirit in the churches and people were writhing on the floor they said you know and you could look like serpents on the floor writhing in the supposed under the holy spirit and I never felt that was, whenever that happened at the church, in my parents' church, I always felt that's not right. It just didn't feel right to me, that sort of display, because to me God doesn't move in that way. That's how I, I feel that the Holy Spirit is gentle and, and okay. not. Oh, 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 hold up. Yeah, yeah. Before anyway, that's just my. Before you imprint too much. So, <laughs> come on now. For whatever reason you attach to this, and I'm feeling this, and it's, I could feel it. I could feel it rising. No, come on. Take a moment. I want you to open your crown. I just want you to release for a moment. You are saying that a snake-like feature is not natural. Well, it was, they were like screaming. I don't know. Just That's, again, that's not what you said. No, true. True. So the yeah, reason I, I say that, the reason I say that is, and is literally the, I have a very, and anyone who knows me, I do a lot of rocking. A lot in a figure eight. It's soothing for me. 
It's why a lot of children who have to rock elephants in captivity have to rock. It's soothing. So please, that is very natural loved ones. Yes. Snake, its movement is fluidic. It's beautiful. We need to stop attaching to a snake as being bad. Satan used that and wrapped it all up. So that any time the Kundalini came up, we went, <gasps> do you see the seeds and the plants that can happen, the programming that we can bring into our ascension where, well, I saw that over here. You are comparing seeing people flopping around in a church <laughs> to me speaking of a Kundalini, of you aligning your chakras you getting them functioning in a healthy and that is a very different energy queen than what you are associating this energy with. Do you see again? Thank you, Judy. I'm sorry. I fucking love you (laughs) because you, you hold such an emotional belief but you are open to being able to see, oh, snap. <laughs> and this, you know why I resonate with you is because I understand religious beliefs and programming and this is how it is. Just overhearing something and it, it just, this is how it, I've learned so many times to go back to the source of my belief system. And I realized there's nothing there or, you know what? The ones that were talking, I might want to revisit this. And half the time I go back and I'm like, I don't even have, there's not even a point. I somehow adopted this probably maybe through a movie through just randomness in this program. That's why if this is a program and you have a very instilled program, go back to the, the, where it was birthed. Follow that loved ones, go back to where it imprinted initially in you and make sure you can confirm that. Remember, look how you came in. Yes, actually I can confirm that. And I went, perfect. Come on. And he went, because I saw people flopping around on a church. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and thank you. And that's the whole point of holding the space to go that. Yeah. Do you see how you got triggered? The part in you that didn't resonate because again, I'm trying to introduce this energy where you're like, well, they introduced it to me here. And this was what I attached to. It's what I had attached to of the word so that you can go back to that we're going actually you know what i'm actually going to play more of a neutral party i'm going to become present with the word Ooh. becoming present with a word 
releasing your attachments, your cords. Isn't this what we're trying to do right now in equity? <laughs> Where we thought a mortgage meant one thing and it doesn't. The, the, how the system has taken words and subrogated them in a lot of situations. And so if you're going to show up and go, I'll tell you, Jody. Make sure you go back to your point of reference first. And if you can create a situation like this, and thank you, Judy, this helps a lot of our loved ones to go, oh, wow, okay. If you have an emotional response to a word, you're attached to it. Can I ask me? Can I ask, like, when my whole body is just, like, resonating right now. It's just incredible. I don't know if I can talk. Um, uh, excuse me? Pardon me? Oh, I can, I can talk. <laughs> I can talk. Um, why is it that certain times when I'm having these emotions, my heart literally feels like it's fluttering? And the other night I was doing hey, my... First question. Oh, it clunked. Okay. Nope. Oh. It is the presence of truth, sister. Your heart is finally feeling a resonance it relates to. You're starting to come online. The beat within you. You're, you're, I love using the word shine. It's, you're, you're shining yourself, queen. You're getting brighter. You're, you're, and this is why when your heart chakra begins to expand, I use, I got popping in my chest. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It's, <laughs> it is common. It's like, I feel like oh, it's okay. Ride it. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. This is what you're supposed to be feeling finally. The matrix has got, you just released some, uh, some cords it had to you so you could finally go and take a breath. Think of yourself in that matrix. You know, when you're in that, you can't move, you can't even catch a breath. That's why the first thing that he does is he removes that out of his mouth so he can go, uh, so your heart is the first thing that comes online to go, I want more. I, I like that because where I am, I've, it's been a struggle. So your heart is what guides you. Your source is what aligns you to make the right choices you need to do what you came here to do. Joanna and Nick. Judy, I wanna tell you, I love you. That was a great conversation. I felt that I'm right beside you on that. So thank you for sharing. 
I had a quick question for Kim, just regarding that website that you put up about the healing. I wasn't quite sure what you said. Is there an app for the phone? Or are you just talking about logging into the web browser on your phone? Actually, I, I'm not sure if there is an app. Okay. No, there so you, isn't. Yeah, you're just saying on the fly, go on the website on your phone. Yeah, you can save it, but I will give you guys, um, actually, I'm going to upload it here in the chat. Make sure you download it, a super comprehensive PDF that you can print and keep okay. on hand. Awesome. That was my only question. Thank you. Monica. Um, well, just a little something I wanted to share a couple of months ago. My uh, my guides had a talk with me about the um, the snake and the butterfly, and you know so many of the especially the Christian churches and whatnot they all they all seem to to use this image of the butterfly. Well, we're 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 going from uh, a, a caterpillar and spending time in this chrysalis, and then we can fly away and. Um, what they said to me was, and I don't know if this is everybody in general, because they said you, um, you're more like a snake than a butterfly, because every time you let go of like uh, a construct of thought forms or whatever, it's, it's like the snake shedding its skin and it still looks the same. And a lot of times we have these experiences where, um, you know, you know that you've changed by a million miles on the inside. And the people that you interact with don't, um, they don't recognize that. And they still treat you as if you were the way you used to be with all your crazy thoughts. And then you kind of go, eh. But the, so I thought that's actually pretty darn accurate because you do look the same. And then what you don't realize it's subtle because it's, it takes so much time every time they lose their skin, there is an element of growth. They lose their skin because it just doesn't fit anymore. And, and they, so they grow. So uh, with that, I merge. <laughs> oh, I, I'm glad you touched on the growth element because that was what they kept repeating. So I have a snake here and I was very tempted to bring her here, show her off, but that was, it's beautiful. And you're not quite the same because after she sheds, she's really shiny and she's curious. And she has this like newfound fondness for herself. She's like, oh, look at me. Hmm. And she does not care whether I notice or not. She will go on. But I found that it's very parallel to what you were talking about because it's growth. So the butterfly and the cocoon and going through that is one form of growth. But the snake represents another form and it's more subtle. And so thank you for bringing that aspect because it, it does help merge and blend those energies a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what came, came through as Monica was speaking was the, the changes that come with the snake are continuously as you get new learning. While the butterflies, almost it's one off. It's like one change and then doesn't continue to change but the snake does and that's what we do all the time with the new learnings and with the in this earth school and uh, another thing that came through as Judy was speaking before with her heartbeat as um, 
And when Jody said how that's the resonance of truth, this is how now you can tell what is truth and what's not by, again, the feeling that you get with that. Sometimes what is not truth doesn't excite you, but instead puts you in a, in a position of fear, of wanting to protect yourself, or wanting to avoid things instead of that excitement to wanting to know more. It's more like a closure than instead of an opening. So um, that is great that you brought that in and how that makes you feel actually. And that's, uh, I wanted to share this because it came through. Thank you. Thank you. And a lot came through with that, Judy, because they showed me when we see something and we attach and we're like, oh, we don't like that. So for me, I'll just share what it's like for me. The stronger the aversion I have to something, it usually means who and the way it's being presented doesn't resonate because that is not the truth that I know it to be. So normally I'll have like um, Kundalini. I, I've never really seen, I've only seen it a few times. I was like, eh. And it was the way and who was presenting it, the way it was showing up. Because when I tapped in, set my intention to, the, I was like, oh, and I'm full angel bumps. That felt very different. So oftentimes I was like, oh, I don't like that. And they said superficial program. Oh, I don't like that. But it wasn't the message itself. It was who and how they had imprinted that energy. So it, I'm not sure if that resonates, but they just showed me that was like a complete different view from a different angle. That's kind of how I've seen it in my experience. So thank you, because bringing that up, you saw how many different angles and components we brought to life around that. Thank you. And Alan, did you want to share something with us? You're muted. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Good. Uh, the reason I put my hand up is what Judy said, and I forgot Jody was here. She has a religious upbringing. Uh, I had one, too. I couldn't stand it. I got through out of... Uh, Tokyo school and all kinds of stuff and it didn't go over well later on in life though, I did wind up at the Christian church and uh I went up there and did the deal gave my life to Jesus as I knew him and all that went around knocking on doors talking to people and all that stuff and the reason I'm bringing all this out is this kundalini stuff we're talking about uh I had some of the same beliefs because of what I was told and what's also taught is you got got to remember. Let, let me break this in several different segments right here. They used to hold up the King James Bible. This is the unadulterated Word of God. It's what I say it is and stuff. But which version, bro? The 1611 with the Apocrypha, the one that's taken out, the NIV, because they're all different. Uh, first of all, what I'd like to say is Christ's message was to walk in righteousness. If you go through it all. <laughs> If you love me, <laughs> keep my commandments. It's walking righteousness, you know, just like the equity. It's walking righteousness. That's the message of that. Uh, these other whacked out religions and stuff. But I talk about snakes. How about snake handling? Let's, let's pass that around a little bit because that goes on in the mountains. Snake handlers. Now let's talk about talking in tongues, right? The Abba, Abba, Uba, Laba, Laba, the Pentecostal rolling out on the floor and stuff. It says in the books of Acts, they spoke in tongues. Tongues is a language. Tongues is your native tongue. 
that you spoke. That's the breakdown on that. Everybody understood it in their own language. Didn't say they was rolling around on the floor. They weren't throwing rattlesnakes here and there. Uh, back to the King James. The 1611, that's when they put that together, right? Well, it says Jesus. There were no J's. Alan, there were no Alan J's. brother, yeah. you're dropping too much right now. Sorry. We, we got well, to wrangle you in here. Hold on. Let me wrap it. Let me just wrap it and say I'm really glad that I sat in on this. That your intentions, <laughs> brother, right now to be able to wrap this up in one sentence or less. Imprint okay. and set your intentions on how you want to finish these last words. What uh, are you trying to say, brother? How all of this, wrap this all up. You've been I'm going to give me one second. To our course. I know you know a lot of things. This yeah. is not about recant, you know, talking about what you already know. This is about talking uh, about what's going off in you right now. What are you learning? I actually learned a lot from what she said because I had the same beliefs, the kundalini and the snake. And what you said really resonated with me is what I was gonna get at saying. Sorry, kind of long-winded on it. I just wanted to show the side. Uh, they're hypocritical stuff when they start slamming somebody else is what I was getting at with it. But, but you don't uh, have to preach. You don't have to preach to this family. We already know that. That's good. why get get to the core. Yeah. This is this family. Get to the core, please, brother. Absolutely. Uh, I just really appreciate you all because there's been a lot of stuff going on right now. Let, let me just say this. There's been a lot of stuff going on. And that book that you mentioned was in my YouTube feed last night. Before, I said, oh, well, I'll probably watch that. And you're talking about it today. Uh, right before that, a lady shared another book uh, from Florence, 1925. That was in my YouTube feed the day before. And <laughs> all this stuff's coming out. And I just appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And this is about putting things together, seeing synchronicities, starting to see wow this is actually one big program and i actually can have a a say in this when you see the the superpowers that are on tv where they start going you have that ability and when you are aligned with your chakras when you are connected and grounded look out Oh, loved ones, you don't need oodles of money anymore. <laughs> it just, the, that resonance provides for you. It takes care of you. That's 5D, that's equity. This has been a huge shift to help our loved ones see the connection of pain and alignment and messages and tools and starting to connect all of this. And wow, if I actually plan this, I can't blame anyone anymore. And if I feel shitty, it's actually my fault. Not because the guy cut me off in front of me. Road ragers, fuck right off. That's your shit. Please do not start moving a 3,000 pound vehicle unless you're aligned and grounded. You're a 
moving hazard. Holy shit. I have road rage and stop saying it. Enough. Dial your shit. Go into the world aligned with armor. That's why we talk about when you go out and you're ready to anchor your light, that means I'm going grocery shopping. This means I need to go get gas. Because there's a lot of lunatics out there. So you need to make sure when you go out to anchor your light, which is to do your life, to reside in this matrix, when you have to go into, well, they call it character, let's call it being, designed being, that you execute it properly so no one triggers you. If anything, you sprinkle your light, your cup's full. You should be. When you're going out into the matrix, you should be bringing so much love and light and messages. Showing up for spirit how it needs you to because you're aligned, it tells you how to. You're in a, what we call Tim Hortons here. Pay for the person behind you. When you see someone, a, a, a mother in front of you paying for groceries, walk up and go, hi, I want to pay for your groceries today. If you want to be freed of the burden of debt, show the universe you trust it and start giving. Stop asking for something before you make room for it. The universe always asks for an act of faith first. It's the jumping, it's the falling. Don't ask for the universe to, okay, um, I'm waiting, hello. Money, money. Mm-mm, yes, did. Satan still got you. If you're still worrying about that, you're thinking about, he still got you. This is about trusting your source. You have to change how you emanate, how you project how you imprint on the world, on others. You, it all starts here. You have to emanate, they're saying. And that's why they showed you those pictures, loved ones, of the, the different energies helping you realize if I'm bitchy right now, I hope you see all those swirls and the, that dark light around you. I hope that imprints in you going, oh, okay, so this is my deal. This is my storm. I think it's them, them, and them, but oh, no. And the more you stay in your storm, and I would have said this next time. Think about that. I would have said this next time. Is that not just reliving it? That's the insanity. Satan goes, yes. 
<clears throat> and he feeds that. Keep you distracted. As long as you're distracted, you are not aligning. He's going like this, and you are. That's why pain is so powerful. If you're in pain, you are offline. You're doing something that is not in alignment with your purpose. You have to stop. Okay. What do I have to do first of all? Okay, I have to start breathing. Take three breaths because there's power in three. There's two. I'm still twitchy and I'm feeling comfortable. But I'm going to keep going with this. And bring in the third breath. Okay. And the divergence said, I'm going to open my crown. Okay. Open my crown. I still can't see a lot of things. I'm still twitchy. But I'm going to set my intentions to bring my light up and mix. Oh, this is starting to feel better. Hmm. Oh, and I see our energy is dancing. Oh, and I see colors and rainbows. Oh, hello. Angels are flying. Oh, wow. This is so nice. Mm, keep with my breathing. Okay. Ooh, yes, very good. Now I'm just going to bring all that beautiful energy. Now that I felt that shift happen in through my crown. Bring it through my body. The, the light flow through me. I'm going to stay in this. Oh, I'm still a little twitchy. I'm still moving a little bit. Keep with my breathing. Still bring in that light. Keep it funneling through. Just keep breathing. Oh, it's feeling better. Hmm. Feel my breath calming. Keep breathing. Feel the light coming through. Oh, you know what? I'm feeling so good. I'm going to send some of this to Mother Gaia. Oh, now the rush is coming through me even more. Oh, it's relaxing me even more. Oh, this feels good. Wow. I kept my eyes shut on purpose on that. Because I felt a lot of you when you're like, and the transitions, the alchemy that has to happen in transitioning from 3D to 4D. Did you feel that? I wanted to bring you through that so you could feel the ups and downs of and creating a space for you to calm the fuck down. Spirit can't meet you in 3D. It's really hard. That's called miracles. When spirit meets you in 3D, it's called miracles. Your job is to ascend to 4D. That's where they can meet you. It's when you do meditations. When you set your intentions to connect to source and flush, enter 4D. That's where all your shit comes up. 4D is the storms. Every, everything you need to clear and calm and make it peace is at 4D. They don't talk about 4D. Do you notice? 4D is your 
that's why we're going to make sure you go into them going i know what to do they told me to breathe that's why i walked you just through it when you're in one of your fires i just walked you through what to do rewind it write it out no you're gonna have your ups and downs wow i felt jody go up and down on that yeah you're supposed to if you think you're supposed to go stop it come on now doesn't work that way it's a process it's your process and the more this you are the more out of alignment the more you need to do it so that you trust that as you breathe through your moments your triggers half of it is getting to a space where you're at 4d so you can process your pain you can't process pain in 3d you got to get to 4d so this is about giving you tools so you get to a place of 4d going and it's going to be uncomfortable because it's stretching dimensions But the more you do 4D, the less you do 3D, the less pain you have, unless you're attached and feeding dysfunctionally. Enter spiritual lightning bolts. All dysfunctional forms of feeding are now being soured in earth school. All dysfunctional forms of feeding are now being soured in earth school. So if you are feeding from anything other than source, you are about to be aligned very quickly on where you are feeding from, where you need to bring back your power. Thank those souls, but bring it back you cut your cords and send back anyone else's power with love and light saying i am not your source and you are not mine so you are operating at least with a full cup most of us are trying to fill a 60 percent cup that's 30 percent full of sludge shit no kidding that seems like yeah fill your cup you're still a c minus fuck you satan you know what? We're going to teach the loved ones how to bring back their power, send back any that's not theirs. So at least you got a full cup now. What you do with it is now up to you. We love you.